So you're sitting around the other day with your pals around a microphone. Yeah. (laughs) If anyone got that at home, (laughs) I'm going to applaud them tenfold. If you guys got that, if you if you're listening and you got that, please comment. Just say I got that. Just, just say just you, say you got at, that. At any point, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever on the on SoundCloud, just say I got that. Yeah. Uh, welcome to a belated episode, our nerdiness friends out there. Um, we are the Know Nothing Nerds. I am one half of this duo, Twitch, joined as always by my uh, curmudgeonly, uh, <laughs> no sense of humor co-host excuse Luke. me <laughs> we're like half a, we're half a hu- uh, a half a humor podcast that's like all we do is humor if you look at the sound wave of our episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. you can always tell when you're laughing yes and that's like half of the i know episode, i know even more than half of the episode but did you see i did that as a joke you yeah. know oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah totally because what's better than telling jokes between your friends huh Sitting on the couch and listening to other people tell jokes to each other. That is, that's what I like. Yes. Yeah, that's really what I want. God. Uh, Take it away. Luke's fired up this morning. I'm fired up. Uh, or it's this, afternoon. this afternoon. Yes, yes. it is. Um, so today we're uh, we're kind of switching gears a little bit because our both our lives have gotten super busy. So we're going to only do the podcast uh, episodes every couple of weeks. Um we're sorry about that, but once things possibly get a little bit squared away in both our lives, we'll get back to our regular release date. Yeah, this is definitely a temporary thing. Yes, um, but we're not. We're, we're kind of like changing the format a little yes. bit, uh, as you probably have guessed from just the title. Yep, you're probably thinking to yourself, "Wow, that's like three big major things." Yeah. Uh, so you know, we're we're definitely going to be covering a lot more ground during mm-hmm. these episodes, but they're just going to be fewer and far between. Yep. I also just want to call it out right now. I'm in the midst of like an allergy attack right now. So sorry for the sniffs and uh, my voice sounding a little weird. It should die down. It's been getting better progressively, yeah. but just for the meantime, well, I got my EpiPen here just in case you go to anaphylactic yeah, take- shock. <laughs> Thank you. Just yeah. Jabby in shouldn't the, be that the bad, thigh. but hopefully, hopefully it'll take care of itself before then. <laughs> So uh, today, how it's going to work out is the first part, we're going to kind of rant about some nerdy stuff, uh, stuff that we're interested in, um, and talk a little bit about that. But then the bigger part of the episode is going to be the main subjects that we talk about. And how we usually do that is we focus on one thing in particular, but because we're only going to be doing uh, an episode every other week, possibly, or once a month, depending on how crazy the schedules get, um, we're going to tackle three of them today, and that being Lead a Battle Angel, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and the uh, the third installment of the Stranger Things franchise. Yes, and I'm excited to talk about all yes. of those things. Um, one of those sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes, very that much one, so. That one being Lead a Battle Angel. Uh, we're really behind on that yes. one, getting that one out, but when I saw it, uh, Twitch had no interest in it. Yep. Um, and that's kind of a shame because it's the best movie ever made. So yeah. I'm really excited to, to talk about that. So, so uh, this, but in the meantime, but in the meantime, so just so you know, a lot of this stuff, we're just going to put the spoilers up front because some of the stuff that we talked about in the rants, we're going to spoil some of those things. And then for sure, when we get to 
uh, the big topics of the day. We're going to spoil that. We're yeah, not so breaking I, it up like we usually do. Yeah, I think uh, just a good kind of blanket statement would be yep. anything you hear us talk about, begin to talk about today, yep. we're going to spoil. So yep. so uh, a few big things uh, uh, that we just witnessed and stuff like that that are coming is it finally dropped its actual trailer yeah. finally for the part two of it. Um, it looks damn good, but it doesn't feel like a horror film. Their advertising is weird. Like Their I can definitely tell it's going to be a scary movie just yes. by some of the things, like the scene with all the mirrors in it. Uh-huh. Um, the scene where you have like Pennywise with the glowing ass eyes. That yep. looks cool. Um, he's like floating around on the balloons. I, I it can, I can definitely tell it's going to be a horror movie, but they're advertising it. Like it's Avengers Endgame. Yeah, like it's a it's action thriller type yeah, deal, which yeah. is just weird. Yeah, that, like it's it's not necessarily like off putting to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm as excited for that because I'm definitely super excited to see that movie next or two months. But yep. uh, it's it's just a peculiar way to advertise this movie, especially since how like the book and the original TV made for TV movie. We're trying to rely more on the horror side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as instead of being like, we got to track down the monster and kill right. it type thing. Right. And this this trailer makes it feel like it's we're tracking down the monster. And Although I will say it. that Bill Skarsgård voiceover was spot yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. That was creepy for Definitely sure. Definitely, it, it feels like we're going to get more of Pennywise's voice in this. Yeah. Um this I almost said episode in in this film. Um, They're calling it Chapter Two. Chapter Two, which you know, which implies that there might be a Chapter Three. No, there won't be a Chapter Three. They gotta do a Chapter. No, three. they with the t- turtle thing and the Ugh, no thing no space. If it if it doesn't end with its last half, like I'll be pissed. If they try to stretch it out, like they do all the the, <laughs> mo- the book to movie versions, yeah. like the last book is split into two, but this is. One book. This is just one book, yeah. Um, but it is one long ass book. So it's true, but I think that they're going to end it after this one. Okay. It's gonna be similar to the way that they did the made for T V movie. The sure. first half was them as kids, the second half is them as adults. I just want it known that I'd be okay with three. I will not right now. It, look at the Hobbit. Did you see the Hobbit I movies? Didn't see the Hobbit movies. Oh, well, you're you saved yourself from a lot of headaches. <laughs> that's that's what I hear. <laughs> that movie they did, they had no bit. Yeah, they did three it films. Was it based out of off that. just the Hobbit book? Just the Hobbit book. Ah. There is no reason why that should have been turned into three films. Two was a stretch. Um, uh, two would have been a stretch if they would have done it in two. But no I can see how they would have done it in two. Um, it just was, it didn't feel right. The third one was a slugfest getting through. Like they touted it, it was 45, uh, over 45 minutes worth of action. And the action just got just like, it was just sort of, I'm just so tired of this. Like I, I get it. They're in a war against each other. It's right. the five armies against each other. Like fucking ended already. I'm done with seeing these characters it's like big, this. like spectacle. It's big spectacle. It's, it's uh, Peter Jackson. It. I want to see it because, uh, and, and I I never will just because I know me, but uh-huh. uh, I want to see it because uh, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch playing the dragon. Uh, it's fucking no, no, no. Like he, he, it's a waste. Smog is a waste. Oh really? Oh, it was total horseshit. It was just terrible. It was just terrible. Like you get to hear his voice, but there's no like, characterization. There was no characterization to Smog as a character. Like he was just this dragon that was going after the dwarves and the men. 
Like that's it. That's like, it. There's nothing special. Did you special see that video of them doing the mocap though? With Benedict, he's like crawling around on the ground. He was into it. He was into that role. So, and the other thing too is so dark. It was like you could you could have done the whole it was like, like Battle for Winterfell. Battle for Winterfell. Yeah, it was so dark. In There's that our dungeon. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, we got that out of yeah. the way early today. We got that one out of the way early. Um, yeah, it was just it. There was nothing special to it at all. Sure. Um, the movies look good. Uh, I will grant them that. Like CGI wise, it's like leaps and bounds to what Lord of the Rings was. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like overall, it was just the story wasn't there. Like it was way too. It, it had a lot of stuff that wasn't even in the books um, that a lot of fans were very upset about. Sure. Um, there was uh, two characters, like there was a love interest between one of the dwarves and the elves. That definitely wasn't. That definitely wasn't a part of the books. The book. And then also they had to bring in one of the characters from the original Lord of the Rings, so they brought in uh, Orlando Bloom's character, who wasn't in the uh, Hobbit books to begin even. with. Gotcha. They're just like, oh, we got to put a little bit of like connection between this and Lord of the Rings. Because duh. Yeah. So it wasn't, there wasn't anything special about it, but yeah, the, um, it, I'm excited to see it, even though I, I'm not like, I don't know if it's going to be a great, great film. I think it's pretty thing. good. I think it's, I hope I it's think, pretty good. I think the average just because is just of the, poor. the stars that are going to be in it, like yeah. Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, uh, James McAvoy. Um, I'm excited to see them. In I I want to hear Bill Hader do a Skarsgård impression in the movie. Oh, where he like makes fun of Pennywise. He could. He, he could. Because he's the voice guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that going for him. Yeah. So. Um. We also watched uh, a couple other trailers. Uh, one in particularly that Luke's not excited about, but I am super on board uh, for. Let, let it be known that the two trailers, if we're talking about both of the ones that we've seen now, yeah. uh, neither of them I'm excited for. It's true. It's so. true. I am excited for one of them way more than the other one. I think the other one could just be cute and funny. Um, but the one that I'm super excited you, for... Hang on. You think the movie where three boys are watching porn and talking about licking asshole is going to be cute and funny? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, just want to. I, I like I like the Seth Rogen Judd Apatow films minus uh, Sausage Party. I didn't watch it. I have zero interest in watching that. Sure, but I loved This Is the End. Um, I liked it. Uh, 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 Knocked Up. Didn't I loved Super Bad. Super Bad's one of my it. favorites. I know you didn't see it because you hate comedy. You just totally hate it. I don't hate comedy. <laughs> All right. You even said it before we even started rolling. Like, I don't like comedy. I don't like comedy movies or TV <laughs> shows. I think they're stupid. That yet you're, mean, that yet doesn't your mean co- that I hate comedy. Yet you're co-hosting with a guy that that loves comedy, that <laughs> is a stand-up comic nerd, that is attempting to be a comedy screenwriter. Like, uh-huh. so you, but you hate comedy media. No, it's it's like and... yes, yeah, yeah. I've lo- I've seen I've gone to a few stand up shows. Yeah. And like I like um John Mulaney's stand up specials. Uh-huh. I like stand up for sure. Yeah. But I just don't sorry, do your thing, but I just don't get the point <laughs> of sitting down to watch comedy TV shows. So Good Boys uh is uh new Seth Rogan film. Seth Rogan doesn't seem like he's gonna be in it, uh, but it follows three young boys that are in sixth grade that are trying to kiss a girl and uh, they hijinks pursue essentially. Uh, yeah. That's about as much as I could say. It looks cute. Looks like it could be 
kind of funny. I don't think it's going to be an absolutely amazing film or anything like that, but it's going to fit in with Seth Rogen as comedies sure. for sure. Sure. Um, but the one that I'm super excited about that Luke has zero interest in <laughs> is uh, the latest installment of the View Askewiverse done by Kevin Smith. Uh, it's, and the reason I'm not excited for it is because I didn't know it existed until about 17 This is very ago, true. So. Very true. Um, Jane Silent Bob reboots will be coming out soon. Uh, they just dropped the trailer for it. Um, it looks like it's going to be a fun ride. Oh, yeah. It um, looks great. I, Luke doesn't <laughs> think so because he doesn't know. He unfortunately doesn't know the context of the Jane Silent Bob world. Yes. If yeah. you knew a little bit more of the context, you'd be a little bit more excited about some of the stuff that came up on screen. Sure. It's going to have a lot of people that have been a part of the View of Um, It's going to have cameos from... Uh, a huge uh, cast of characters. Huge cast of characters that were in the previous Kevin Smith movies, like uh, Rosario Dawson. Uh, is that how you pronounce her name? I think I'm butchering it. Anyways, Ben Affleck is going to be in it, even though I didn't think Ben Affleck was going to show up because him and Kevin Smith are have had kind of a oh, kind of a, a rocky relationship gotcha. over the last ten years. Um, uh, Matt Damon's going to be in it, which I'm super stoked about. Thor. Thor is going to be in it. Um, that's a new addition. Uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, being in it. Um, then we also got uh, 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 Jason Lee, um, who's probably going to cameo as two different characters yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, uh, and I can't remember his his character's name in either in either roles, unfortunately. Brody is one of them. Brody's a comic book store owner um, in this. Uh, so I'm super stoked. Uh, it's going to have hijinks. It looks as if uh, in it's going to take up uh, kind of like 20-ish years, maybe 15 years in the future from uh, when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back ended. Um, and Jay has now uh, sired a child um, with his love interest from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And they're doing the same thing that they did in Jay and Silent Bob Silent Bob Strike Back, and that's to stop the uh, production of the latest movie that is about their superhero alter egos from a comic book. So there you have it. That's basically I, the premise. It's the same thing over again, but he's gonna make a commentary on all the reboots that Hollywood is doing. I know that that's a big reason why he's doing it. You know that for like he said that. Yeah, he said that. Because gotcha. and, uh, and it's also it's. Nostalgia because everybody is like chomping at the oh, bits yeah. for nostalgia now. That's why Stranger Things is as big as it is. Yeah, but I'd say Stranger Things came out at like a golden moment, season one. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? But like, it's once again, it was the, one, one of, those... of the reasons why it's so big. Yeah, yeah, is because yeah, everybody sure. is on a nostalgia trip. It right was one now. of those first like original shows that was new that mm-hmm. was running on the nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it was like right in the time of reboots, like really, really started to become a thing. Yeah. So they were like, let's do an original reboot in their sort of sense like yeah. that. So I think Stranger Things had some genius there. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I don't want to, like, shit on comedy. Uh-huh. I just don't like it. Yeah. You guys enjoy it. You know, it's all for you. Have, have Like, the way I see it is I'm saving room for others. You know what I mean? That, that's how I see it. Um, I just I, I just don't have a whole lot of love for it. But if, if we're going to do an episode on it, I guess I'll have to see it. So... That's that's gonna be something that uh, I'll need to suffer through. But, yeah, you know that's. Um. So, uh, what are some recent things that you've been checking out? Now that we've talked a little bit about stuff that we saw together, 
Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Finally getting to Chernobyl after I told you it was freaking amazing. Yeah, I watched uh, the entire with. season yesterday, um, which is easy to do because it's such a short show. Yeah. But God, that was really good. It is so fascinating like to uh, kind of he- see behind the scenes of what really happened with Chernobyl because um, I, I, I was definitely around when it happened in 86, I think is when it happened. Um, but I was only three. Um, so it it was like, it was like 76. No, it was in the eighties. Was it really? Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. I just watched it yesterday. Yeah. It was for sure in the eighties. Yeah. 1986. Okay. There you go. Um, is when the explosion happened. And, uh, I, I didn't know about it until like I was way older, Sure. but I did know that like Chernobyl, like it was a nuclear disaster, um, and that the area was irradiated and no living thing could be there unless you wanted to be mutated yeah. and turn into some horrible, horrific monster, right, right. which like, you know, was kind of like a joke about radiation. Cause like in the comic books and right. super like storyline, you get radiation, you get radiation, you, you get a superhero, superhero yeah. and stuff like that, or you become a monster. Um, but in Chernobyl, like you legitimately, if you are irradiated to the point of like, just fucked yeah you do kind of turn into it's, a monster yeah it's not like fun. they actually showed what people look like if they have like full-on radiation yeah. contact yeah, yeah and yeah. it is not fun it's to not watch pretty. um but i do like their choices of doing that because it shows us what the men that went to chernobyl to try and um uh make this disaster go away the sacrifice that, that they, they had made yeah um, and just by uh, being there, just by being there, um, it is extremely well shot. The storytelling in it is just amazing, yeah. beautiful. The pacing of it. Um, one of the big things, the way it started out is, uh, we have the character. Um, I'm going to totally butcher his fucking name. Uh, Valari Lagazov, played by Jared Harris, um, who a lot of people might recognize from other things and stuff. King's um, speech. <laughs> King speech. Uh, but he, uh, he starts off the show with his suicide. Yes. Um, and this is supposed to take place peculiar way two hours it. after, uh, or two hours, two years after the exact date of the explosion of Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, creator of it, um, Craig, uh, Mazin, uh, Mazin, um, he did it that way because he didn't want that to actually be the end of Chernobyl. He didn't want it to be focused on his death. Like right. he wanted the focus of that character be on the triumph of what he heroically did throughout the course of the events of the Chernobyl disaster. Right. Um, which I thought was a brilliant move. Like show the ending at the beginning sure. and then tell the then rest of the story there. Yeah. Cause people will be so focused on the fact like, Oh shit, he killed himself at the end. Right. They want to be focused on the true message. Yeah. Of this story. So um, you start with that. So, and then you work your way yeah. to it. And yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was astounded by how good it was. Yeah. And I, uh, I wanted to read this because I texted my buddy, um, last night and i was like are you watching chernobyl like have you seen chernobyl yeah he was like i heard it was bad from one of my friends oh. i was like dude watch like five minutes of episode one and then text me yeah and uh, he just he just texted me today he said you did not tell me that chernobyl is gonna be fucking perfect <laughs> <laughs> so there you go and it's funny because like 
and this is there's a there's a, a meme going around about Craig Mazin, the guy that created and wrote. Yeah, and um, you said to, to wrote it. Uh, he so um, the meme is about like uh, writer like I saw it in uh, my film school um, group that I'm a part of. Um, I don't think this was a part of the meme, but it's like um, writers never forget that you're if you continue at your craft, like eventually the road will lead to here. Yeah. And Craig Mazin's like his, his track record, his track record is not good. Um, first one that he did was, uh, I don't know if it's the first one, but he did rocket man, which was a Disney film with, uh, not, not the, not the one about Elton John. No, no, this is about a spaceman that should not be a spaceman. 20% on rotten tomatoes. He wrote uh, th- uh, Scary Movie 3 and 4, 35, 36. He did Superhero Movie, which is 17%. Hangover 2, Part 2 and Part 3, 30%, 20%. He did Identity Theft with uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, 19%. And then he did one of the uh, uh, Cinderella films, uh, The Huntsman, um, 18%. Jesus. So real low ratings. And he does Chernobyl. And he drops Chernobyl 95% out of nowhere. Rating. And people are calling it like the best television yeah, show ever made. Seriously. And I think that there's a possibility too that like if I were to read the original scripts, the first drafts that Craig put in of some of these, I'd actually read them and be like, oh yeah, I could see why they got, right. why he got picked up, right. like where they were going. Because a lot of problems, uh, like I would say specifically with Hangover, that franchise and stuff like that the studio is going to have certain things to say. Cause right. a lot of times what happens with films is when they get sequels, they get a different writer. It's not the original yeah, writer. Yeah, so yeah. he's done. He did the sequels to scary movie, right? He did a superhero movie. It was basically in the same realm as the scary movies. They're both satires on the, the, uh, the tropiness of like horror and super horror yeah. movies. Um, but the hangover, he did the sequels to those and, the original writers usually are like, ah, no, I don't want to focus on that story. They give the original writers the option, but sometimes they're but, like, yeah, I'm one and done. They'll, I'm out. Yeah. They'll, they'll put a, um, and then also what happens is the studio is like, that worked really well in the first movie. So we need to do, that, do again. that again. Yeah. And it's like, as a writer, you're like, no, that's as a story creator is right. like, no, we want to, we want to focus on different parts of the story. Characters are going to be similar. They're going to be same, but, Let's do. Let's put them in a different situation. Yeah. Not do the same thing over again. Um, and I think that that's what happened with Craig. Is that like it wasn't necessarily his fault. His that the fault movie entirely. That got yeah, the, yeah. The shit scores, but like with Chernobyl, like he got to write. It was his idea, his story, his baby. So he got to do it the way that he wanted to. Yeah. Now, if and they did a Chernobyl you, sequel, it might be shit. Well, they had talked about. Uh, the possible like it it's a it's a Reddit rumor, so I don't know uh-huh. how much cloud it actually has. But they're talking about like the possibility of Chernobyl being a show about disasters. Yeah, like yeah. they do another crazy happening that world in the world world ending. Yeah, or not world ending, but world crisis. But de- yeah, definitely like yeah. a crisis, like a yeah. Katrina or something like could that, be that they something would like that. Next. Yeah, um, which I'd be up for. I'd be up for, if especially they- if they did it in like a. Uh, uh, anthology type aspects right. like uh like uh, american crime yeah i thought that the, i thought all those stories were great american crime story which i know that gets confusing but that was another great one too that was uh very very much an anthology but each one i think was just as good as the last one. yeah um 
So in that respect, I'm super up for something like uh-huh. that. But I could also see them like totally think that the show succeeded for all the wrong reasons and then yeah. try and make it look pretty and whatnot. Yeah. Because, I mean, like Chernobyl was gorgeous in its own weird kind of way. Yes. But that was like part of it was that yep. you would see shots that you sort of recognized like I wasn't a big Chernobyl follower, but I've definitely seen like the footage of everything and mm-hmm. um, like seen all the pictures and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, then you see a shot and you're like, I think I've seen that in a photo like that, that like kind of weird. Yeah. Um, as we were talking about nostalgia, but like yeah. I've seen that before. And if you've um, already seen Chernobyl and another thing that you could check out too, if you want more information on that, there's two things I would recommend is, uh, one is they do a companion podcast that's put out by oh, no HBO kidding. with uh, Craig Mazin and uh, I can't remember who the host's name is, but uh, they go deeper into each episode. Like this is really what happened. And it's kind of sure. shocking because like some of the shit that happens in the show, in fact, the majority of what happens in the show is like, actually actually word yeah. for word. That was one of the situation first by situation I, what happened. That, that was one of the first things I Googled once I finished yeah. the show. Once the show ended, I was like, how accurate was Chernobyl? Yeah. It was pretty um, fucking it was, accurate. Yeah, it was pretty spot on. Um, the female scientist character. Was created. She was created, but it's. For 20 others. Yeah, yeah, but that's like pretty typical because you can't have like. 50 different characters like right. just rotating in right. and out. First of so all, sometimes it's, and- yeah, it's best to just take all those characters and just put them, them into, them into one, one yeah. person. Yeah. Saves time, makes the story better. And it's not, it's not trying to dishonor less than the fact of what all those people did. Um, some people might be checking, saying that they're just checking a box because they needed more women and stuff yeah. in, in this show. And it's not because of that. Um, from what they're saying in the Chernobyl uh, podcast is that the one uh, work industry that women were more seemed to be more prevalent in was in the scientist community. Yeah. So it wasn't a shock that a woman would be at the helm of this and stuff like that. So like, but with like the, the politicking, the politicking, um, the army, uh, the people that were running the corporations and stuff like that, all men and stuff like that. But in the scientist world, like women were women definitely were scientists uh, and doctors force, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, driving yeah. force. So like, I don't want to hear anybody <laughs> saying like, oh, it's just social justice yeah. warning and stuff. It's like, fuck you guys. No, like that, you- that, that wasn't, <laughs> I respect that though, that like, that wasn't even a point that they were trying to make no, about social no. justice and equality and whatnot. So they just didn't. Yeah. Who would have thought yeah. that when you're not trying to make a point, on something you don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What a crazy yeah. concept. Yeah. But I'm yeah. really glad that they stuck to that yeah. and didn't do something stupid like Um But yeah, it's if you guys haven't checked it out, you really like, should. Really I was do. I was super late to yeah. that train, but it's it's honestly like an afternoon. Um yeah. if you've got it's five off. episodes, it's really quick. Um and, and honestly after five minutes you're like, okay, I have to watch this whole yeah. thing. Because yeah, it, it just grabs yeah. you. You just, um, and even if you know the Chernobyl story, you don't know everything about right, it. The right. shit that they had to go through, like the KGB were some super shady motherfuckers. Were. Or are. <laughs> <laughs> but totally. Yeah. Like, that, that was like ridiculous. Yeah. I also love their little like quips with America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We couldn't get this from the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. 
that was great. No, but it was honestly like a 10 out of 10 show yeah. for me. It was yeah. so perfect. Oh, I would easily give it a 10 out of 10. Like, yeah. this would be one of the very few times that you'd hear me give it a like 10 out of 10. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no problem giving it It was it a 10 perfect out of 10. length. Yeah. Perfect length. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Yep. There's not much that I can say about it just because it's yeah so good so anything else on your uh on your nerd radar oh um i guess next month uh the final installment of the girl with the dragon tattoo book is coming oh out, and i am so excited for that chomping um, at the bits for that sucker aren't you? yeah august 27th is when yeah. it comes out um so i've got that on pre-order are you are you in pretty uh pretty high hopes for it um or do you think that like there's been there's been a shift with the new guy that's taken over. I mean, there's for... definitely been a shift um, in like quality and type of story. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'd say David Langerkrantz is definitely telling a different story than Steg Larsen was. Okay, um, but it's like the same characters, and I just love that. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever complain about more Star Wars, more Game of Thrones, or more Girl the Dragon Tattoo. Okay, like I just don't know if in my mind you can screw some of those characters up gotcha. to a point where it's like not enjoyable. Are you gonna get uh, so when this final book comes out? Are you gonna be wanting more? Or do you think you're gonna be satiated? It depends on what happens. It's called The Girl Who Lived Twice, which I don't. I I think it's a callback to the final book because um, Salander Dunn gets shot in the head in okay. the third book, um, and she like just by a total miracle lives and uh-huh. by a really good doctor she lives. Um, so I think it's a call back to that. So I wonder if he's going to bring in something from the original trilogy that's going to kind of affect what happens. Like okay. if there's going to be a character that comes back. Um, if he wants to keep writing them, I will keep reading them. Okay. That's what I'd say. Because like the way, the way that Steg Larson like blended a whodunit and modern contemporary together uh-huh. is so genius. Gotcha. Cause it's just one of those books where like people are just living their lives, but bad shit's happening. Yeah. All yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that, it, that just grabs me. I don't know what it is about that, but those kinds of books that are like that seemingly nothing happens in are the ones that are big page turners for me. Okay. And I just haven't found another author like that. Like yet. that. Okay. So as long as he's, and I've, I've picked up some of his other books. He's got a, he's got a book called the fall of man and Winslow, which is actually kind of like a Chernobyl. Okay. Um, style story. It's about a guy in Russia and, um, he just got all this crazy shit going on, gotcha. but it's another like totally in the same style as Stig mm-hmm. Larson. It's just so good. So yeah, as long as he's pumping out content, I will, I'll be the sucker who buys it and reads it and loves it. Okay. So, but yeah, be ready for that. I'll probably finish the book August 28th. So <laughs> <laughs> no, binge just, reading, just knowing how excited I was for it. And I mean like, that's how it was with the last book for me. Yeah. When, uh, when, yeah, the, the girl who, uh, the girl who takes an eye for an eye when that came out last year, I was like, I, I just soaked it up. Gotcha. So I'm excited for that. Other than that, there's not a whole lot on my nerd radar right now. Um, kinda... So there's a few things that are on my nerd radar that yeah. are coming out. Um, we got The Boys, which is dropping uh, next week on Amazon. That's that superhero It's an anti-superhero film or series. Um, it's got a lot. It's got one actor that I'm super, um, super excited to see, Carl Urban. Um you may have did you see the Star Trek films? Oh, you didn't see I them? only saw the uh 
Who's new Captain Kirk? Uh, I only I saw the f- Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I only Chris saw Pine. the first Chris Pine one. Okay, so he and it was a long um, time ago. He plays. Uh, shoot, I'm gonna. I I can't believe I've forgotten who who he plays in the boys. No. Um, oh, in Star Trek. You in mean. Star Trek. Um. um well, you get on that. It um, is. Drum roll, please. Bones. Bones. He plays uh, the doc in that. Um, uh, mix something, um, I believe. Uh, but Carl Urban, I've always loved him as an actor. He's been in some great things. But uh, in this one, in The Boys, it seems as if uh, it's kind of taken a, uh, a mocking look at the Justice League. And oh, how yeah, superheroes are uh, uh, not as clean as awesome as they seem. That like power has actually really corrupted them. Right. Um. And he's a part of a group of humans that are like trying to bring down, basically being like a uh, a rebel uh, movement to bring down the superheroes. And it looks dark. It looks funny. Um, it so it could be that's, really, really that's something that I'm interested in. Um, that's going definitely going to be something that I don't watch for a little while. It's going to be another like Chernobyl for me, where I'll be like super late to that. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to yeah. seeing that. Um, so uh, before we get into the uh, topic, the the nerdy thing that I've been getting on that Luke is going to probably rage against me on, um, I want to bring up a book that I recently just got finished reading. Um, do you know who Bruce Campbell is at all? I don't. The greatest B-class actor yes, of all time. We talked about this. Um, he put out a book recently, and it's a sequel to his very first book, uh, uh, If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of B-Class uh, Movie Actor. His latest book is um, uh, Hail to the Chief, Further Confessions, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. Um, and it is just a continuation of... His story of working through Hollywood, um, trying to get uh, parts and like what it's like to be a a character actor, almost Um, somebody that's super well, super well recognized, but has to kind of break into the the system over and over again. It is super funny. It's heartfelt. Like um, I've heard some mixed stories about Bruce Campbell from stuff that I've seen him in. He seems like he could be a little bit of a narcissist. But in the book, he definitely doesn't come off like that. Partly because when you write a book about yourself, you try not to come off as the bad character and stuff like yeah. that. But if there's a little bit of that truth in there, he's really about the film. He's really about the story process and doing the things that is meant to be for film. He really uplifts a lot of people that are the underdogs in that uh, in the uh, in the story or in his book. Um, fascinating read, fascinating read, especially if you want to see kind of behind the curtain of things that have happened. Um, and this is meant to be the second part of a trilogy of books that he's put out. He's done three books so far. Um, the second book that he did is more of like a fiction, nonfiction book because he's talking about how movies are made in the B class realm. Um, and, uh, also like, relationship advice which is weird gotcha. it's super funny super yeah. tongue-in-cheek yeah, yeah um so yeah i'd recommend anybody out there like going to check out this book um it's a quick read 
Um, the audio version is super fantastic because it's read by Bruce Campbell. Gotcha. Um, and Bruce Campbell gotcha. has just like got this great freaking voice. Like yeah. he's he's on my uh, he's on my bucket list of actors and actresses that I want to work with at one point in my career. Um, I would love to just get him for a bit part um, in a movie or a TV show that I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm googling him right now. I should have done. You'll this. probably recognize him. I was gonna say I should have done this a little bit ago, but. Bruce Campbell. His most iconic role is his Ash in the Evil Dead series. Yeah, I actually don't recognize him. To be honest, I don't watch a lot of like these types of movies. Yeah. But I've definitely heard of Evil Dead. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of Ash versus Evil Dead. That's his uh, last series that he did. Um, that's a continuation of the Ash character from the Evil Dead Spider-Man series. Spider-Man 2. He was in he all was in three. Spider-Man 3. He was in all three of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah, yeah, films. Yeah. He played three different characters. Here's a fun fact about me. So you're going to hear me say that uh, once we get talking about Spider-Man, you're going to hear me say that Spider-Man Far From Home was the first Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. The only reason I say that was because I don't really remember seeing any of the other ones. The Tobey Maguire ones or the any of them. Andrew Garfield? Any of them. Okay. Any Spider-Man. This was the Far From Home was the first Spider-Man that I was like, I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. Like me. Let's go see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do remember as a wee little lad when Spider-Man 2 came out mm-hmm. with Doc Ock. Yes. I made the things his tentacles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. of soda cans. Nice. And I, they could move. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I was a big Doc Ock guy. I was a big Doc, Doc Ock. Ock guy. Okay. So, like, a lot of fans of the uh, second Spider Man movie, the second Sam Raimi Spider Man movie, were not a huge fan of what they did with uh, Dr. Octavia's character, uh, or Octavio. I don't know. Fuck. I'm going to get I'm not so raked over the coals on that one. Um, but they didn't quite like the way that they portrayed that character. Sure. That character more portrayed uh, Doc Connors as far as uh, Doc Connors in the Spider-Man universe was the uh, the scientist that lost his arm yeah. and he tried using experiments with experiments with lizards to regrow limbs back. Nice. And he so ends much up to get on that. He, well, he ends up uh, doing something with the lizard DNA and injects himself and it turns him into the lizard, the the vil- Spider-Man villain, the lizard. And Doc Connors is actually what? Can he regrow limbs? Yeah. But Mission accomplished. he turns himself into a lizard in the in the process. In the process. But when he goes back, when he reverts to his human form, he loses the limb. Ah. Yeah. Um but lizard Doc Connors man, uh, acts man. as kind of a mentor uh teacher to Peter Parker in the books and in the Spider Man cartoons and stuff like that. And in Spider Man two, Doc Ock acts as the sort of pseudo mentor teacher to Peter Parker. Gotcha. Um, so it's kind of like they replaced that. And Doc Ock beca- uh, switches from this like evil scientist that's trying to like get money and like advance his own process and stuff. And they also turn him into a villain because of the neurotransplant kind of malfunctions. And the AI is the one that is actually controlling his actions. Gotcha. So they didn't really like that, but I liked that portrayal of that villain um, quite well. I thought that Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi films, is by far the best one in that series. Aren't people pretty crazy about the Sam Raimi ones? 
Or is it the to- Tobey Maguire ones that people really like? Tobey Maguire is the Sam Raimi ones. Oh, excuse me. Sam yeah, Raimi is okay. the director gotcha. of those films. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They liked the first and second one. The third one is not good um, because he was forced by the studio to do a lot of things that he didn't want to gotcha. do. Gotcha. And he was unable to make the fourth Spider-Man movie, which I've read some things on. I can't remember exactly what, what Spider-Man 4 was supposed to be, but from what I remember, um, I do remember the thing thinking like oh shit that would have been awesome because i'm a huge sam raimi fan sam raimi is the one that directed the evil dead series gotcha Um, and he did a movie called a simple plan which is billy bob thornton and stuff it's very it's very uh if you like you like the coen brothers stuff right i love the coen brothers so you would probably like simple plan thornton too you'd probably like a simple plan because it feels very much in the coen verse type sure sure sure. um but sam raimi and the coen brothers they came up about the same time and they were all good friends. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You may have just introduced me. To you might actually I, like I, some I Sam Raimi films because they're, they're, they're different. He, he actually, uh, Sam Raimi was a genius in his own right. As far as filmmaking. Sure. Um, and he did stuff like the first film that they did was the evil dead film and they had to do it on a shoestring budget. Um, so they had to do a lot, pull off a lot of things that like they, they handcrafted equipment, um, to get certain shots. Um, they did funky stuff. Like Sam Raimi is one of the purveyors of like doing some funky angles, um, in horror films and like in mainstream films. Um, and he makes it look camp, but you kind of, you're, you're uh, fascinated by it. Right. Uh, like the original in Spider-Man one, that first film, there's a lot of camp to it, but you really get sucked in and you're intrigued by it. And you're like, this is good. Even though in the, the, the realm of sci-fi films and stuff like that, you could consider that a B class movie, but because it's got a lot more money into it, right. It drops it, brings it up from B class to a class. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you, you were excited for uh, for the boys. The boys. Uh, so here's the one that you're we're, you're gonna hear. I, I'm excited to hear what Luke has to say about this. Although I I'm gonna disagree probably with a you lot of what he says. Are. So I found recently on Hulu uh, an amazing Canadian show called Letter Kenny, and it's about this town <clears throat> in Canada. That uh, Guess these what characters called, guys. are. Guess what it's called? Letter Kenny. It's called Letter Kenny. Uh, and these characters are oddballs, um, different sex and stuff like that. Like the main character Wayne, he's a hick, but he's a good old boy. But he's a good old boy that is not like that, like racist hick type thing. Um, he's a because good old he's boy Canadian. because it's he's very Canadian. <laughs> he's very polite. He is. Um, now it gives them props. Like I, I know a lot about him just by watching that, like yeah, two minute yeah. thing. So. He's kind of a man's man, the way like a good man could be and stuff yeah, like that. He's like a Josh Donoff. Kind uh, of yeah, 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 yeah. Very upstanding, but he's not like, uh, he's not, uh, he doesn't want to hurt people unnecessarily. Right, right. Essentially he'll get into fights. Like he loves the title. Like w- the first thing that we're introduced in into is that, um, he, he's a fighter. He's supposed to be the toughest guy in Letter Kenny, but because of his uh, former girlfriend, he stopped fighting. And uh, in the first episode, it's the first or second episode, second episode, 
uh, all the people that claim to be the toughest guys in Letterkenny come to like try to take that title fully gotcha. by coming to fight him, and he ends up knocking everybody's ass out. Um, I like the show because there's a lot of clever writing that goes on. Um, they use, uh, it's almost poetic in some of the dialogue writing that they do. Um, the characters get themselves in some funny situations. Uh, it feels very, uh, I know some of the hick world because I grew up in Wyoming and there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, yep, that's totally it that. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Remember that. Sure. So let me have it, sir. Well, I, I want to be cordial about it. Yeah. Uh, cause I've definitely, I've, I've come down. A little bit. Okay. I'm sure, depending on how this goes, it might fire me right the fuck back <laughs> up again. But here's my thing with, like, comedy like that. Okay. Like, very much. It's not... I'm lost. I, I don't know the word for it. Um, but it's, like, comedy for a specific group that, like, can relate to that yeah. kind of humor. Like, you like that because yep. you, you know, you, A, had that experience and you can appreciate... Uh, the kind of clever writing and how believable the conversations are. Yeah. And how you had said earlier before we started recording was that like, it's a very believable, like three men, men, manly men. Yeah. Having a conversation, just tossing a baseball around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My problem with comedy like that is like sitting down to watch that is like, you can get that same experience by talking to me. True. True. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But instead, you spent time that you could be watching Chernobyl. <laughs> okay, okay. Or, you know, like something I see where that you you're can, going like, with this. really sink your teeth into. Yeah. Like, that's why I watch TV. That's why I read books, is to, like, just just lose myself in this world. Uh-huh. And that's why I watch Stranger Things, because Stranger Things, I can't just go and hang out with Eleven. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, like, go save the world. Okay. I can't go to Westeros. I can't go to Star Wars. So that's why I like reading those types of books. Okay. I, even, even as far as The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is very grounded in reality, it's like I'm not a super hacker. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't deal in trades with millions of – and also it's, it's based in Sweden. And I don't know why I'm so drawn to like Swedish crime novels, but I read a lot of Swedish crime novels because that area just really interests me. Gotcha. Because it's not Colorado. Yeah. Like, I want that escape from it. That's why Got I like it. that's why I find entertainment so entertaining. Yeah. Is for that like escapist part of it. And with comedy, like the office, it's like I'm just watching fucking people work for thirty minutes. True. You True. know what I mean? And it's like I'm now and, and, and I, again, this is just me. If you enjoy that, I really don't. I, I'm not saying this to like change your. Yeah, mind. you're not saying this as a way of like your your opinion is right. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really I know not trying saying. to say that. Totally, and to totally. everyone listening at home, I'm not saying that like you shouldn't enjoy shows yeah. like that because they are funny and they have their moments. But like for me, I'm like, if I want to laugh with my friends, I'm not going to watch other people do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I don't really like comedy. And I, I get that. It's totally a valid point and stuff, even though you're completely wrong. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just pulled I a Ned Stark moment yeah. there. Yeah, right. Everything that comes before but is it's bullshit. A lie. Yeah, it's yeah. a lie. 
no, no, no. Like, you're right. I totally understand where you're coming from. It, it's a matter of personal preference. Sure. Totally is. You want to go to see a fantastic world that you've never been to. Yeah. That you couldn't get to from right. our side of things. Um, and that's a totally valid reason because that's what entertainment is to some people. Yeah. Um, for some people, like... For me, it's more about the story. The story sure. the story is the more important thing. I don't give a shit where it takes place. It could take place on a completely different universe and a completely yeah. different realm. As long as the story is good, Story's I'm going to be drawn sure. in. It could take place in this in somebody's backyard, or it could take place literally like what we're doing now and people are listening to a podcast. It could be a story told, but just between two characters in, in one, one room. room that doesn't go anywhere. And yeah. as long as the story is good, I'm going to listen to it. Right. I'm going to be intrigued by sure. it. I'm going to be... So that's one of the reasons why I like Letter Kenny is because there is some story things that are going on there that I'm really intrigued of like, oh, how's that character's personality going to be matched up with this one? Um, I also like a lot of the wordplay. They do a lot of wordplay in there. They have some weird, weird, some stuff that seems like foreign slang to us that I really like um, that they use a lot. And it's some of that slang is just like an ongoing joke that happens and stuff like figure Um, it out, like figure it out. (laughs) Um, Or another one, my favorite one is like um, when, uh, (laughs) when some characters are saying that they're going to do a plan of some sort or they're trying to get through telling a story and they're not quite getting to the point. One of the characters, usually Wayne or Katie will say pitter patter as in a way of saying, move on, get, get on with point. it, get yeah, to the yeah. point. Um, so I like the way that they play those things sure. in. It's, it's, it's a way better way of uh, conveying that information. than instead of just saying like, all right, I hear what you're saying. Get the fuck on. Yeah. It's cool yeah, that yeah. they're using other language sure. to really get that point across. And then the other side of it too, is that some people watch things like the office the office is huge amongst people that are cubicle workers. Right. Because they recognize sure. themselves in that situation. Yeah. So it's a bit of a catharsis. Right. Stuff that they wouldn't be able to do in their own job. Like they get to see Jim give, uh, <coughs> pull pranks on Dwight because they would fucking love to do that to the annoying so, guy that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, in yeah. their office. Yeah. So they get to like, live that that moment sure. through another character sure so there's a bit of that um in it and stuff so like it's a bit of catharsis because i recognize some of those small town hick things that happen right. or just small town like different personalities because it's not just about the hicks the hicks do play a major part in that world but they also have the goth characters the, who they call the skids um they have the christian characters although there's only one christian character <laughs> and he's gay Ah, okay. He's the pastor, but he's... He's a gay pastor. Gay, but he doesn't really come out and say it. We never see him with a guy that they're going at it and stuff. He comes off as gay. He could be gay. Sure. Um, He hits on Wayne all the time, hits on the hockey players, and then he also got the hockey players, which are supposed to be the the jocks. The jocks, yeah. um, The meatheads and stuff like that. So it's different different groups. It's not just Hicks and stuff. But just weigh those different groups connect to each other, play off each other, have issues with each other, but they all have one common enemy and that's degen- the degens from up country. Right. It's basically your fucking idiots that are like your bros, Chad McBros sure. that get super drunk and stuff sure. like that. Um, so it's just super funny to see these very opposite people come together just in a small town like and how they work together yeah, sometimes. Totally. Totally. So. And I, that's just like, it's not, 
what can, I just need that escape. For me, and it's for me, like I, I I can appreciate a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I I think it's more escape for me. I think it's more about the world for me. Yeah, and I can uh, understand that completely. Which I I'm like starting to just kind of realize that during this conversation here. Yeah. Um, but like my dream story would be like a contemporary that was like a thousand pages long, or like that would probably uh like equate to you know a ten or eleven one hour episode show, uh where like you're off, you're off world and the characters are just doing their thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't need a big we got to save the world. I don't need all that like I I did I tell you about uh Eric Russo's Empire Falls book that I read? He, no. It's like no. this 800 page book about um nothing. Okay. And it is amazing. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Let's take the office for example. Okay. If the office was actually set on a moon station, okay, would you be into it? And it was, it was still comedy. S- still comedy. No. Same thing. Nope. Nothing happens though. I know, but you're you're like you're you're backing me into a weird corner that I've never been backed into okay, before. Okay. So I don't really know like how to work my because way I'm just trying to I'm trying no totally I'm totally. trying to see where where it's where it's coming from. If it's more the fact of like. It's a setting that disarms you that, or yeah, the setting that disarms you and is like, okay, I can take this in. It's or equal if parts it's, setting and theme. If it's the theme. Okay, gotcha. But for the same reason that I mentioned earlier, where it's like, if I want to laugh, I'm just going to go hang out with Twitch. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of my way of Oh, it. you just called me funny. I, I did, appreciate huh? that. How about that? So cute. Right? I love it. But I get, like, I get my laughs at work, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a great time at work. Yeah. You know, we're chumming it up over there, and it's same thing, like, when I hang out with friends, I I have all that, and then it's like, okay, go away, everyone. Yeah. I just want to really lose myself in this world yeah. and, and see what it's like. By the way, if you need any Apple computer problems fixed, <laughs> Luke's I- personal phone number is 720-358-4949. Yeah, give that a call. That's my number. Um, <laughs> did I mention I worked at Apple? I wasn't sure if I if I had mentioned that. This this episode is actually sponsored by Apple, so yeah. I wonder if I can just start doing that. Start doing that, and eventually <laughs> Apple starts cutting some checks this way, giving us free tech. How That'd nice be fucking that be? awesome. That would be sick as shit. I know some people back in the day used to try and force advertisement. Like they would end up like just dropping the name of some company and yeah. their fans would I like love say this like Coke. Yeah. I yeah, really yeah, love yeah. this Coke. Go tell Coke. I yeah, sent yeah. you there. Yep. Um, but anyways, so, uh, that's you know funny. Well, I could, I could totally say we're sponsored by Apple. Tell people, this is like a total side note. People yeah. don't actually do this, but <laughs> I could, I could do, I could totally say we're sponsored by Apple. Then like, because I can get friends and family 15% off of stuff uh-huh. and then use me like through my portal <laughs> and then just pretend that I'm getting like 15% yeah, off yeah, yeah. all Apple products. Yeah, yeah. Like, who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> and then get fired. <laughs> and then get fired in the process. I, I know this guy named uh, Luke uh, Weescoat. Uh, he does a podcast. He said he was sponsored. He said he was sponsored. He said get 15% off. Like, all right, Luke, we need okay, to we take got, you to the back office. I gotta take a leak. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. All right, uh, after my little pee break and uh, Luke's re-energizing, I was going to. uh, I was just gonna put that right over. Oh, 
But now I have to leave that. That's all good. Part where you say you're going to the bathroom. That's all good. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. People have bodily functions that they got to take care of. It's true. It's got to happen, folks. It's got to happen. At least I didn't take a shit, you know, and say, I just took a giant deuce. But you just did say that, so. Whatever. (laughs) People got a shit, too. They got a shit, too. We got basic (laughs) needs. Now I'm going to have one more carrot. And then we can talk about our subjects for the day. Um, first one on top is, I almost said Belita. <laughs> Alita, Battle Angel. Uh, That's like Black Alita. Black Alita. Hey, I'm Belita, Battle Angel. Sorry, I was really racist. That was really <laughs> racist. Let's let's not add that in there. Let's let's not go that route. You know, we've been anti-Semitic, unfortunately, in the past. <laughs> We've fucked up when talking about women's stuff. But never uh, racist. But never racist. Just add that one to the list. Yep. That's, uh, that's staying in. Sexist so. as well. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. We we're, should, we're so fucked. If, no, if we cross all the boxes off now, then, like, when we say something risky, it's less surprising. It's true. That's, what it, that's, what, that's why I do it. Or one of us get hired, like, by some big corporation... Ten years down the road, these episodes these come episodes out. These episodes resurface. And then we get James Gunned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's or Paula Deen. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're so fucked in the We're future. We're so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Whatever. That's future us problems. <laughs> yeah. Alita uh, Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. So this is a movie that I was really excited about. Super stoked about. Um, actually, to be quite honest with you, I, I, I hadn't really thought of it. Until I saw the trailer. Okay. And it had already been out at that point. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to go see this. Yeah. I really got to go see this. I asked you if you wanted to see it. You said no. Nope. So I went with my buddy. Uh, he and I went and we saw it and he thought it was okay. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best fucking movie in the world. So my my apprehension to seeing it was not due to the fact that like I thought it looked bad or anything necessarily because I thought it looked good. It's like As far as like visual wise and stuff, yeah. I thought it looked good. My apprehension about going to see it is because when the U.S. tries to remake an anime or a manga, they royally, royally fuck it up. Totally. Um, Dragon Ball Z Evolution, that was god-awful. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, like, there was aspects of it that were all right, but, like, overall, like, the only thing that was cool about it was the visuals. Like, that's really all it was. Um, And with Alita, I was like... Yeah, they got some good characters that are in there. I, I, I'm, I think Robert Rodriguez is a pretty decent choice. The fact that James Cameron is producing it, there's got to be some good stuff that comes out of it. But I was still like, nah, I'm, I'm good. So I didn't watch it until you kind of force fed it down my throat. Yeah, I really did. So I made you see this because yeah. I bought it yeah. on Amazon. I didn't rent it, people. I spent twenty dollars on it. Bought it just like I spent twenty dollars on the uh, the girl in the spider's web movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I would love it. So I bought it on Amazon and we watched it God. once and then I really, really Oh, that was a tough one. That. Anyway. That was almost as tough as uh M Night Shamalama Ding Dong. That was that was harder by far. I would agree. I would one. agree. Yeah. But it was it with the girl with the dragon whatever yeah, spider go. monkey on her back. Um, <laughs> yep. was definitely rough. Um, that was a tough ride, through. for sure. Um so I do not have the same love for this movie as Luke does. Why don't you talk about that? Let's end on the happy note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start out with the issues. Visually, the movie is amazing. 
Like Hands when James down. Cameron gets on a project like this, like the scope you just of know project, it's going to look great. You know it's going to look great. He gets that spectacle um, down, and he's also a type of guy that waits until technology is to a point where it could really fulfill his vision. That's why it took Avatar for so long for it to come out. Um, he's had the rights to Alita for a long time, so he's, he's been a waiting. fan of this dude. Imagine like a James Gunn Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's been a fan of this uh, uh, piece of media for a very long time, and that's Which is one also thing I do I like love, about is James that he Cameron. was a fan. He's a fan. Um, same thing with Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, love or hate him from the Spy Kids movies and some of the other films <laughs> he's done. The guy is a true fan when it comes to certain nerdisms and stuff like that. Totally. So I had no doubt that it was going to look spectacular. Um, and it did. The motion cap, the CGI, um, uh, WIDA, which is the company that did all the mocap and CGI work on it. The visual effects were just mind-blowing how well they were done. Um, Alita was integrated into the real world so well. Um, it really felt like... She was less of a CGI character, even though you look at her and she's CGI. You know she's CGI. She's got those big-ass eyes. Yeah. You're like, yeah. But the way she moved, the way she interacted with people um, was all due to the fact that Weta is just so far advanced in the CGI yeah, game totally. than a lot of other companies are. Um, because the way they did the mocap, like they were able, really able to get down to the details of the actress uh, Rosa Salazar or Rosie Salazar Rosa um, uh, Rosa Salazar's uh, performance um, you look at the the uh, the frame side by side with the mocap and then the actual fully completed CGI every every little motion that she does in her face is captured so true with the actual CGI yeah. character and that's like how, that's how you have to do it right now yeah that's just how you have to do it yep. you gotta get the character in there mm-hmm. and yeah it's phenomenal yeah yeah um the story side of things now i i'm happy with some of the choices that james cameron and robert rodriguez went with because they did do some of the storytelling aspects of what traditional anime and manga do they didn't do like they didn't try to make it super americanized yeah definitely um, it definitely feels eastern the definitely does the way they did the flashbacks even though i'm not a fan of flashbacks they still stuck with the way that anime usually does yeah. flashback as part of their storytelling mechanism action now, the fighting the action the fighting and stuff like that now if if you're to take it from a critical standpoint an american storytelling critical standpoint you would dock it a ton of points for that type of stuff which unfortunately better... you have to because it is a what alita battle angel the movie is a western story yes um which would definitely I, I if we're going from a strictly like Americanized, if I'm doing a critical analysis of it, yeah. Um I I would ding it a lot. For that. I would put it in the C to B range sure. as far as story. Yeah. Um just for some of the more going strictly or going more the route of the Japanese Eastern style storytelling. Um there's other aspects in it that I would that I'm definitely giving a lower grade for. Like, per, uh, personally, um, some of the uh, relationships between the characters definitely weren't there. There was, like, there was no spark. There was yeah. no, like, connection. There was no chemistry. Felt like they rushed certain things. They didn't utilize certain characters very well. The Alita's love interest in that. Um, I forget who the kid's name is. 
Um, he's so forgettable for yeah. one. Yeah. Um, his, the story that they're trying to tell with him just kind of felt flat, felt flat. Like I didn't yeah. really buy any of it. And yeah. plus the fact that like, he's sort of a anti hero character, like throughout the whole thing. Right. Um, I didn't really like, it didn't really feel like it fit in. Sure. Um, the big thing that really knocked it out for me, and I'm glad that I read a, I saw a couple of reviews that brought this up. The villain, the big bad in this was not present. Like, you know, it wasn't a clear cut goal of like, who was Alita really battling against? Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be this battle angel and like go against a big foe. And it didn't really feel like she was going against sure. a big foe at all. I think um, that was mostly because this was a part one for sure. Definitely. Definitely. You know what I mean? I, I think that's one of the flaws is that like this definitely felt more like a world building movie than it did. For sure. Else. For sure. Uh, which may be one of the reasons why I loved it so much. Yeah. But... There was no clear goal for Alita either yeah. in this. Right. Um, and the ending didn't feel like it wrapped anything no, up really. No. So you're just like, this, this seems like when all is said and done, if the next movie is like it and say they do three, say they do a trilogy. Uh huh. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where you really have to kind of watch them in succession. Yes, you know for sure. I mean? You're going to have to do it more like anime style. Yeah, right. Where you to get the sit full down story and, out. Yeah, of it. yeah. Because the way that anime is to- uh, told sometimes is like, it doesn't give a full on clear goal of what that character is within the first right. manga or the first episode. You got an inkling of who that character is and what they're made for or what their purpose is, but you don't have a clear cut goal of what they're actually achieving um, or going towards yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and this, this very felt very much felt in that realm and stuff. Um, it, I do got to praise a lot of the performances in there, specifically Rosa Salazar's oh, yeah. like performance in that. I thought she did amazing. Christoph Waltz. I, I've yet to see, a performance that he does that I'm not just it's completely just like, yeah, blown away absolutely, by. Absolutely. Um, I really bought the relationship. Yeah. They're the father, the father daughter daughter, relationship totally. between them. Um, especially uh, when she goes and plays uh, motor uh, ball for the first time, like his worrisome feeling, like when they're back in the locker room and stuff and like, all right, I take care of yourself. Like right. he just doesn't want to let right. her go. Like he's got to go sit in the stands, but he doesn't want to let his daughter go totally. to something that is potentially like percentage wise would kill her if she loved. wasn't a badass like she yeah. is. So, and the sport itself was so cool. It was. And that's something that also felt very anime style. Like, yeah. Uh, usually when you try and uh, involve sports into a, or some sort of competition in a film that it's not about that competition, like it feels very out of place. Totally. And in this realm, it did feel out of place as far as Americanized type thing. Right. But when you take in the context of it being a Japanese story, like that's very anime. When you put it very like, manga, when you put it side by side to like uh, ready player one, yeah. the whole point is that competition. Yeah. And then you, you like have, uh, Lita, where it's like you didn't have the time to like develop that game or develop yeah, yeah, her yeah. playing that game. Yep. Um, it definitely feels like sort of rushed. Yeah, it feels rushed. It feels out of place. Same thing with the pod racing in uh, Star yeah. Wars. It's like it's, awesome. It's, it's awesome to watch. Outstanding. Like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't. Doing it doesn't here? have yeah. any like yeah. credence in the story. It doesn't right. have any like. There's no plot purpose yeah. for it except for like we want to see it. This has got to be the direction the character goes, even though it doesn't really reveal anything about the character. Other than we already a... knew that Alita was a badass, right? Right. Prior to that, yeah. Like that first fight in the alleyway with the other two, uh, whatever the fuck, 
uh, cyborgs. Yeah. Like, we see that she can hold she's her nuts. own. Totally. She's badass. Totally. And, I, I, and I almost want to say, like, she's definitely a Mary Sue, but it's okay because it's like she's not – She's not a Mary Sue for the reasons that we hate Mary Sue's. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? She's almost like, I don't know. Who's a Gary Stu that's not annoying as hell? I can't come up with I know, most of them are just like. But the re- I give her a pass because she doesn't know who she is. Right, like She exactly. doesn't understand why she can do these things. Right. I almost want to say, and you won't get this, but I almost, and if you bring up, if you bring up, uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movie, I'm going to leave. It almost <laughs> reminds me of Aang, uh, because he's like... Aang? Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> but I didn't bring up the other yes, guy. Yes, you did. It almost reminds me of Aang, because he's got like his past lives, and he's sort of like a natural at what uh-huh. he does. Everything he tries just kind of like comes yeah. to him. He struggles, and so does Lita, but he definitely like just has it all going for him. Yeah. But that doesn't knock his character because he's got a thousand past lives that have done it before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of the same thing with Lita where it's like she lived a life. She was a, a military unit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, of course, she would be a badass. Yep. Um, it's like literally in her programming. So, for that, I, I have a hard time knocking it for her being yeah. like a Mary Sue. Yeah. So. Because she's not like, I'm a girl and I'm awesome. Yeah. And men yeah. suck. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's like, all right, that's that's okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was such a good movie though. I just, I get so excited for the next one. I'm not, I still am not I like, know. and you're not going to go see it with me either. I, are you? I might go see yeah. it with you, but okay. like, I won't like, I'm not foaming at the mouth for it. Sure. Um, I, I question whether they're actually going to do a sequel for it. Cause let me, let, let me pull up the numbers, pull up the ratings too. Cause people loved this movie. The critics didn't. But there's like this hidden gem of a community that's back. Well, it's because it's the anime community. That's true. The Weebos. 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 And that's offensive, Twitch. Is it? Yes. Well, fine. I guess I'll take that. Here we go. Oh, come on. That's just... So, like, Rotten Tomatoes give it a 61. Yep. Metacritic gives it a 53. But that ninety five percent of people who went to see it liked it, and that's a that's a common <laughs> common oh. thing that happens um, within uh, films and stuff like that. Is that like typically if one thing that you could tell whether a movie is going to be entertaining or not <clears throat> is if fifty uh, percent of the critics, if it's right around that fifty percent range with critics, yeah, usually it's going to be entertaining. Entertaining, film. but not it's great. not going to be a great yeah. film like. Uh, like I will pretty much if it's got a 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic score, I will give it an opportunity sure. to watch it. If I'm not grab, grabbed immediately within the story, I will exit and I won't watch it. Um, yeah. But when uh, like with uh, what's a movie that I saw? Tag is another one. Um Tag was really rated pretty low. It was in the 50% mark, I believe, for critics and stuff. Maybe a little bit lower. Sure. But the audience rating was pretty decent. And I, I love that movie. Right, right. It's not a great story, but... But like, it's a good movie. But if it's, good, it's a good movie. Uh, I mean, Battle Angel doubled its budget in box office. 
Uh, that's not always a good tell. Um, usually for big movies like that. Let's see. Uh, geez. So yeah. Okay. It may not get a, uh, there's a, there's somewhat of a substantial case for it. Not getting a sequel. Um, I haven't read anything about it getting a sequel. Let me look that up too. So it had a, um, it had a $170 million, um, budget, uh, I see 200, 200 million budget. Yeah. Well, it's in that range. So that's a pretty expensive movie, mostly sure. due to the fact that all of it's CGI. Oh yeah. Um, but domestically they only got 85 million. That's not good. They may have gotten more overseas. They got 319 million overseas, but that's not necessarily a good tell. Sure. Like even though they've doubled what their budget was, that's not a great tell because you also got to add in cost for advertising, right? Which is going to be sometimes it's half the cost of what the budget was. So if it's half the cost of two hundred million, that's another hundred million right. on top, right? So you really got a movie that cost four hundred million dollars. Sure. So they're barely breaking they're, even. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. with that. But they are. But they are. They're, so usually, if worse. it's Usually, if it's breaking even and stuff like that, no sequel is going to come of it. Sure. The only way they're going to get a sequel is if James Cameron decides to use Titanic money and Avatar money to, to make it, it himself. I I hope he does because I really I'd love to see another one of those. I think it's great. Um. Yeah, and I, I question his choice on directors as much as I do like Robert Rodriguez films. He's kind of gotten in that stagnant realm, like where he continues to make the same movie over and over again. That's kind of what happened with Kevin Smith. Even though I thoroughly enjoy Kevin Smith films, he's sort of doing his movies are the same same ones that he's been doing for the last thirty years. So you got to play with that. You got to you got to add that into it. So what would you? What's your rating for Lita? I would give it probably. I would give it a. B minus. Okay. Right on the line for like C. Yeah. Um, C plus. Um, because it was a thoroughly enjoyable film. Sure. I definitely felt entertained. The flashback stuff took me out of it. Whenever I saw it, I was like, oh God, really? Right. Um, but I loved Christoph Waltz. I loved Rosa Salazar. Um, I loved the visuals. The visuals are just so beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you really, the world really feels like, it's it's that world, um, but the big the big things that I gotta give it na- knock it for, and not even because it's like it could be people would argue it's Eastern story Eastern storytelling. Didn't feel like I have a clear goal of what Alita was doing. Right. Didn't have a clear baddie in it and stuff like that. The villain felt very. The villain felt like he was in a high up castle that we couldn't get to, which and, and wasn't he literally coming down. was, yeah. and he wasn't coming yeah. out. Um, I didn't see what direction like they're fully going for for a sequel and stuff yeah. like that. They left it way too open for me. Um, so yeah, okay. But I know you gave it an A plus, probably. I give it an A. It's give not it perfect. an A. 
But it's gotcha. Gr- but it's definitely like, and like a percentile, it's definitely a ninety. Gotcha. For me. Like it's gotcha. it's great. I think it's amazing. Yep. So, yeah, I, I I didn't love the story, but I didn't need to because it's again not really why I went yeah. to see it. Um. So I have like an easier time separating that by being like, okay, I just want to see a robot chick with big ass eyes cut yeah. people in half. And yeah. I saw that happen thoroughly. Yeah. A yeah, lot. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised by it's the PG 13 film and they've really pushed the envelope. Too. Oh, totally. That's a Robert Rodriguez yeah. signature there. Oh yeah. Like, and I think one of the reasons why they got away with so much carnage in it is because those people were technically robots. Yeah. Totally. It's okay. If you kill robots, totally fine. If they kill, cause robots like, aren't people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like tw- literally smash in the skull of two of the characters and cut them, decapitate other ones. Decapitate, yeah, yeah, absolutely. People get fucked up in that movie, yeah. And it's PG 13, yep. It's like family. <laughs> we're sitting next to like two kids while we were watching it. Um, you cover your eyes for that, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. So I- now on to a film that we can both agree on Spider Man Far From Home. Oh, oh my goodness, was so this so good? Good, so, so good. good. That Luke has not only seen it once, but he has seen it twice. And going and third, for a third time. Going for a third time. Yeah. Um, I, that shocks me. That shocks me because you're the one that's like called me up and was like, have you seen Spider-Man Far From Home yet? I literally, yeah. And he hadn't. And I hadn't yet. And he's like, oh my God, we're going, we're going. I was yeah. Like, and then and like two days later <laughs> we were going. <laughs> we, we made that happen. We made that happen yeah. with Spider-Man. Yeah. I, so I... Uh, had not seen Homecoming. Yep, correct. Uh, and so I went, I I got invited by a friend to go see uh, Far From Home, and I had seen some trailers, and um, I mean this in like the least creepy way that I possibly can, but I have a crush on Tom Holland. Uh-huh. Um, so I was yeah. like, I, I wanted to go see it. I wanted to go see him, because I had seen some interviews with him, and he was just so funny. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And such a talented yep. guy that I just wanted to go see him in a movie. Um, and I also loved him in Civil War yep. and Endgame uh, and also um, uh, the other one, uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to see like a movie with, that's just focused on him. Yep. So we went and like, dude, it was just so good. Yeah. So funny. Uh, and like, I, yeah, yeah. Just perfect. So good. So good. It is It is definitely um, out of the live action Spider-Man's movies it is probably my favorite yeah so far yeah um they characterized uh peter parker and spider-man so well in yes. this um in this one and they played the villain so good one of the things Very that i smart. liked about um uh homecoming is that um they played the villain is not like a true total villain stuff it's a guy that gets fucked over in the real world. Yeah. And he has to figure out a way to keep his to rise up. To rise up and keep being able to live and provide for his family. Yeah. Um, so I like that aspect because it give it gives the characters, the villains, more true motivation of why they are the way they are. Same thing with uh, Mysterio's character. Like it was a character that got shafted by Tony Stark, justifiably so. Like uh like Tony Stark granted like he is the hero of the MCU. Yeah. But the guy's not always done the greatest right, things. Right. Um, and by bastardizing, uh, 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 God, Mysterio's name totally, uh, um, oh 
Carson's going to be like screaming at the radio right now. <laughs> it's his. This is his name. Um, it's a Billy Batson all over again. It is. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mysterio's character, like uh, he gets shafted pretty hard by Tony Stark. Um, it literally just says Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> It just says Mysterio. <laughs> Come on, IMDb. Work with me. Oh here. my goodness. That's so funny. I, I literally what's Mysterio's name? It's probably gonna be two or three that pop up. Oh god. See, this is my problem with Marvel movies. Now, this the first one that I went to is mysterious sounding names. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, he, he's he's great. He's yeah. Great. Um. So, and as we, I I watched. Uh, do you know Screen Rant's YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, do yeah. those like pitch meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the one for Spider Man Far From Home, and they made a joke about that twist coming. Yeah. And the guy was like, "You're gonna fool like two people with that because everyone knows that Mysterio is is a bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, I was one of the two people. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Fooled well, I here's the no funny idea. thing, like. Everybody that's a fan of Spider-Man knew that, like, Mysterio was going to be the villain. Yeah. Like, there was no way. Like, there was a few theory videos out there. It was like, well, maybe he's coming from an altered dimension. And, sure. like, this is actually the good Mysterio. Or maybe it's Peter Parker coming from a different one. Right. And he's playing the Mysterio character. Um, but for all the true fans of Spider-Man. You knew. You knew. You knew yeah. Mysterio was going to have to be a bad guy. And it was a great ride for me. And it was it was a great ride for me too. Right, right. Because even though I knew that he was, he was ultimately going to come out as the bad, the way they did it was so clever. Yeah. And it fits in with the character of Mysterio. And it also fits in with a Spider-Man movie because yes. you don't need the Avengers to deal with no, that. No, You know, it's it's still a very personal movie. Yep. And for me to go along thinking like, is he, I, I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, that guy's bad fucking ass. Yeah. Uh, I want him in the next Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in totally like Buying on that board he that he's guy. just going to join the Avengers. Yeah. Though as soon as like Peter gave him the glasses, I was like, damn it. Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I knew then. I was like, he's not taking over for Tony. Yeah. There's no yeah. way he's replacing Tony. But up until then, I was like, oh, he's totally going to be an Avenger because he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was I was big big Mysterio guy. Yeah, um, and it was it was. It was interesting the way they did it because it totally plays in who that character is. Yeah. He's the master of illusion. Totally. That's all he is. Yeah. Like, and that twist at the end, the too? Tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have so much to say about that end. Um, so the fact that they use the strengths of that character of what makes that villain such a good villain. Absolutely. Cause like sometimes Mysterio comes off as kind of a joke. Sure. Um, in the, in the animated series, he wasn't that big of a threat. He was kind of a joke. Um, but in other stories in the Marvel universe, like he comes off as this badass. like he's the big, one of the big reasons why in old man, Logan, the villains yeah. were the ones to take over yeah. because he's the one that caused Wolverine to, to kill yeah. all the X-Men. Yeah. Um, and that's fucked up. Like totally. to have that ability to do that and stuff like that is uh, that's a superpower. It's a superpower. Yeah. It's a super villain sure. power. And the way that they did it, it was so cool, like clever the way they did it because it wasn't 
just one man that was Mysterio. Right. It was a whole team of disgruntled people that yeah. were Mysterio. That have all been like screwed over by Tony. That have been all so screwed they all over by had, Tony. It's like a bunch of little villains who had reasons to yep. do what they did. I also love, like, Jake Gyllenhaal could have phoned in that whole performance because oh, yeah. they just kept him in the... In the mocap <laughs> suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Um, so it was really freaking awesome the way they did that. Um, they're really starting to set up the universe. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility. So, like, at the end of it, obviously, it seems as if Mysterio died. Um, and, but there's also, oh, sorry, I just got a massive headache. Oh. Um, it's all good. I got brain cancer. Um, ah, that's what it is. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah, it's uh, so. It's from Chernobyl. <laughs> from Chernobyl. <laughs> just talking about it yes. gives you radiation poisoning. <laughs> uh, so, uh. In the in the Spider-Man universe in the books and stuff, he his rogues gallery is known as the Sinister Six. Ooh, um, and it includes typically who it includes is Vulture, Vulture, uh, Electro, or Shocker. I think it's Electro. Um, Myster- Did I already say Mysterio? No. Okay, Mysterio, Doc Ock. The chameleon and one more, and I can't think of who that it is. That sand guy, Sandman, sometimes, but it's usually a rotating group of them. Because ah. sometimes Electro is not the guy; it's Shocker, or sometimes it's the Rhino. Sometimes it's Green Goblin. <clears throat> See, but, I know my my villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. I said, the but sand it's usually guy. yeah, yeah, Sand guy, Sandman. <laughs> um, but it's usually a rotating uh, crew sometimes. But that's like his big bads and stuff. So I think there's a possibility that they're setting it up gotcha. to have a Sinister Six film. Sure. Because um, initially with uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the uh, Garfield, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they're actually trying to set up right. a Sinister Six yeah. film <clears throat> for that universe. But that universe failed. Is that franchise no failed. Um, so there's a possibility that we're going to get a future... Sinister Six movie or a movie where uh, Spider-Man and his allies have to battle against the Sinister Six. Because we've still got one more Spider-Man, right, in this home? At least one more. At least one more. What do you think it's going to be called? Uh, I've heard Homeward Bound. Mostly they're just like uh, riffing off of like home named movies like yeah. I've heard home Spider-Man Home Improvement <laughs> Spider-Man Home Alone <laughs> <clears throat> alright I like so, those but yeah it's things. it's gonna be probably home themed yeah. something like that yeah um, Finally Home Spider-Man Finally sure, Home sure sure um, which could be his death Ooh, I don't know oh my uh, he I can't doubt die it. no he won't he, he can't won't. die they can't um, come on boy so there's no real telling what direction they're going to go with Which is cool. Spider-Man I in like the future. That. Like keeping that open. <clears throat> and that's as long as uh, they clear a billion dollars, then MCO still can carry on with doing Spider-Man stories. That's the deal that they have with Sony. Is if that Far From Home clears a million what? dollars. What? Yeah. That's some bullshit. Well, that's part of the deal, so. Well... Which, they are not there yet. 580. Yeah. That sucks. Well, and I'm not talking about, this is also talking uh, between domestic and gross, and they're at 858 worldwide. Okay. So right. 
They got to get 150 million more to clear that. They'll do that because they're now in their second week. Yeah. So, so um, hopefully that happens because Sony's fucked up the franchise multiple times over. Like, and now, like now to see it actually be do- done right. Yeah. But that they still kind of have a monopoly over that is yeah. kind of infuriating. But that's the world we live in. Yep. Um. So the ending had some really big reveals that are fucking amazing. Um, that I don't understand. That, that you don't understand. <laughs> um, so, so those guys were from uh, from Brie Larson's movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So <clears throat> uh, one of the big reveals after Mysterio's dead, um, we do see a post-credit scene of what is uh, Peter Parker's life after coming back to New York and yes, stuff like that. Flying around with MJ. Um, Great camera he's flying around with that. MJ that cool. and stuff. Um, I like that like GoPro yeah, style. Kind of yeah. Like, that was cool. And he stops and there's a big new news bulletin on one of the big screens in New York. And it's, uh, I almost said Gotham. <laughs> this is the point where I literally had my super nerd freak out moment. Yes. <sighs> um, where I actually audibly you like, lost loud. Shit I lost my yeah, shit yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point. So, when they're seeing the news footage, um, it's this news company that is saying that uh, some new revelations came out about Mysterio and Spider-Man, um, and that's a fringe network uh, tabloid uh, ha- called the Daily Bugle has made some claims about Spider-Man and Mysterio recently. And my boy from Whiplash comes in. J.K. Uh, Simmons comes out and I freaked the fuck out. He did. Because he's reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson, who is the head editor at the Daily Bugle, which Peter Parker eventually works for as one of their uh, gotcha. freelance photographers. Now, J.K. Uh, Simmons, uh, uh, he played J. Jonah Jameson in the original Sam Raimi yeah. franchise. And he is spot on J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. He does the voice the way it should be the done. Cigar. The type of attitude that he has. He has the look for it. Yeah. And when he comes back and he starts talking, I'm just, I literally raised my yeah, hands to the roof. Yeah. It was like, yes! Yeah. In the theater, super loud. I've never done that before. And it felt amazing. Yeah. I was so excited because I was like, oh my God. Because I was even talking about this previously with people. I was like, if they don't have him come in as J. Jonah Jameson, they have some other actor, I'm going to be really disappointed. Sure. Because there's nobody that could play J. Jonah Jameson like him. Right. Um, And I was super stoked about that. But the other revelation that we had is that the scrolls didn't completely go and fuck off um, from Captain Marvel. They didn't just go off world and go somewhere else. They're actually here in the on earth at least two of them at least two of them but if there's two of them there's a good possibility that there's more of them which also like makes so much more sense too as to why the avengers didn't get involved yeah because they're like i didn't know what to tell them yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. for the avengers yeah. um so uh i forget his name but ben Mendelssohn's character and his wife from captain marvel reprise the roles in spider-man far from home and end credit scene um, and we see that they have been, uh, during the events of Far From Home, they have been shape-shifted into Maria Hill and Nick Fury. Yes. So the the question was, like, 
where the hell is Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill? In Turns space. out they're in space. Nick Fury is at least. Um, and you got to wonder why is he up there? Yes. Um, a lot of people speculated from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier that Nick Fury, Nick Fury was actually killed. Gotcha. Um, and that he, uh, he has always had since the events of Captain Marvel took place before winter soldier that he has always had a uh, body double. One of the scrolls uh, have been taken over the uh, now role it's of all but confirmed. Fury. Yeah. Um, because like one of the things that people have thought about is like, seems like Nick Fury is in a lot of places that he shouldn't be at the same time. Sure. So they're like, well, if he has a double body as a scroll, that would make more that sense. Would, totally. Yeah. So if that's the case, like, and he did die in, uh, winter soldier that the fury that we've been seeing throughout um all the stuff that happened took place after winter soldier has been the scroll version of it and i'll and when we saw the end credit scene i thought it's possibility that like after winter soldier nick fury was like mortally wounded and it was the scroll that actually nursed him back to health and that's why he's in vacation time sure, up, in space up in space with the scrolls and uh, whoever Ben Mendelsohn's character is, he's been portraying Nick Fury to keep him alive, essentially, in the real world, active in the real sure. world. So, okay. who is, is There is speculation about who the next villain would be for the Avengers movies. Yes. Who is that guy? He had, like, some dark-ass name. Spacey kind of sounding. Um... Oh, Galactus. Galactus. Galactus is one of the people that a lot of people have been hoping that at some point they'll bring in. Because he's, he's one of the better, like, whole universe villains. Because he's a world eater. Um, he's been really popular in the books, especially with uh, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people want to see Silver Surfer wasn't brought he, in. Wasn't he in Fantastic Four? All Silver right. Surfer was. No, 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 Galactus. Galactus was. And he was a giant space tornado. Yeah. Which was fucking ridiculous. How do you this, fight a space tornado? Yeah, Silver Surfer does some cosmic power shit. And so if Galactus was in an, an Avengers coming up, we could also probably assume that... Silver Surfer would be coming in, and the Fantastic Four. Gotcha. Um, They've got so many opportunities. So in the next phase, we don't really know any details about like the big overarching sure. story, um, and we may not even know what the big overarching story is until we get deeper into Phase Four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we do which know hasn't that, even started yet, which hasn't even started yet. So we know that Black Widow is going to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, New Cap. Doctor Strange. Uh, Maybe new cap, cap is not no okay. no, um, Doctor Strange and Guardians. So we know those movies okay. are confirmed for Phase Four. Sure, Spider Man Three maybe. maybe I think that on. might be Phase. That might um, it might tail end sp- sure. Phase Three. Sure, or Phase Four. Phase Four. Um, so we know those, but we and well, we also know the externals um, are another. I don't know what that is. The externals are the cosmic beams that created the Titans. Okay. I believe. Uh, and then through them also created humanity mutants and stuff like that. I believe I could be wrong. I don't know a whole lot about sure. the externals, but they're a cosmic storyline. Okay. Um, but that's also coming down the pipeline sure. in phase four, but we don't know what the overarching. Do we know when that's starting. 
whenever because they're pretty much done now. What else do they have for? Phase well, three? they don't have anything coming out for at least a year and a half, right. probably. So that's got to be Phase Four. Yeah, that's Phase Four. Is what the the new movie. So there's gonna, gonna be, be no new Marvel movie for a year and a for half. For a year and a half. That sucks. Um, I'm just getting sometime into this. next year. I'm just getting into yeah. this. Sometime next year, we'll see some of the Disney Plus yeah shows like drop, like shows, WandaVision, yeah. Hawkeye, and. Uh, Winter Soldier or not Hawkeye none of those interests Falcon me. and Winter Soldier and then yeah. we have a Hawkeye spinoff and then the What If series animated series so that stuff's going to be in integrated into the MCU somehow sure. but how much they're going to reveal about overall yeah. plans who knows um, so we don't really know what that's going to all look like but we do know that there is some there's some hints towards some future storylines that they're going to play out. Like Kevin Feige has said that he'd like to explore secret wars or secret invasion. Um, and secret wars is kind of where uh, the best heroes of the best heroes are brought together to kind of battle out this like cosmic. I thought that was like, um, what if? No, 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 that's not what if the secret wars. Yeah. No, no, it sounds like it. No. Well, you could kind of, but like, Spider-Man, a whole bunch of people are brought together to battle out against each other um, like to see War. to see who who are the better people in this playing field and stuff like that. Who's the ultimate hero? That's exactly like what if what you what you described to me. What what if would be? No, what if like is that. a totally different style thing. What if is if uh, if certain characters were different people? So like the first episode of the What If series is going to be what if Peggy uh, Carter was the one that got the super soldier serum over Steve Rogers. Oh, I thought you were, uh, sorry. I thought it was like, what if this person fought this person? No, 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 no. Gotcha. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then secret invasion, which would be something that they could definitely do, um, is where, and they've showcased it is where the scrolls are actually planning an invasion on earth and they take the form of some of earth's mightiest heroes. Ah, so they have captain America scroll. They have, Thor scroll, sure. Black Widow scroll, and stuff like that. I'm falling. So that could be a potential avenue that they actually have some bad scrolls that aren't working with the good scrolls, right? Um, that are trying to take over the Earth. Okay. Um, we do also have a uh, possibility some talks about Fantastic Four coming back, yeah, and hopefully being done justice finally. Sure. With um, yet another with another iteration <laughs> of that story. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what we need right now. That would be the fourth time that the Fantastic Four has tried to actually... Tried to come into the world. Come into the world and do a good film. Um, So I'm super stoked about that. So what would you give Spider-Man? Spider-Man, I would give a nine. Nine? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Super enjoyable. Super fun the entire time. Totally. Love the way they did the characters. Love the fact that Ned's his best friend. It was like, you know what? I love the fact that you're Spider-Man, but could you not fight here could you right. kind could of spare me from else? this yeah, issue yeah, yeah. so um love, love the way they did the characters and that so how about you 10 10 easy 10 easy 10 easy 10 easy 10 <laughs> hey we're a little bit closer on the yes scale we, there we kind other. of agreed there yeah let's see if we can get even closer with <laughs> stranger, stranger things. things season three baby yeah season three uh if Hits the nostalgia marks on many ways. Pays a lot of homages to a lot of different uh, stories and previous films from the 80s and stuff. Um, 
super fun overall. I had a great time watching yeah. it. I wasn't bored at all. I laughed hard. Uh, it was a very funny I laughed season. Hard. This um, season. Uh, do you want to start out or do you want to hear my uh, rant? I'll start out this okay. time. Um, I, I I don't think it was perfect by any means. Yeah. Um, I think it's my second favorite season of Stranger Things. Oh, I would um, agree. With definitely, that. definitely knock season two out of the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, if I had to order, I'd say season one and season two are very, or season one and season three are very close to each other. Yeah. Um, season one, I just think they should have. I, I, I'll blanket this statement by saying, this is a rare thing for me to say, but and I am like a one season kind of person, but mm-hmm. I really do think that they should have kept Stranger Things one season. I agree. I'm with you 100. percent um, and then, and with season three being over now, my opinion of that has not swayed at all. Yeah. I still think that I still think that if we hadn't decided to do Stranger Things season two on the podcast, I never uh-huh. would have seen it. Yeah. And I probably still would not have seen season three. Yeah. Good as it has looked. Um, I was completely content with only seeing season one until yeah. we decided to do a Stranger Things episode. Yeah. Cause I was like, all right, we got to see this. But, um, I, yeah, I thought season three was funny. I thought season three was scary, which was kind of a nice little return yes, form to season yep. one. Because season two like had its moments, but like those dog things just. But it wasn't quite scary. It, it wasn't was scary. Yeah, yeah. So more like of an it, action film, than right? Else. It was cool to see season three kind of return to its more like it was grotesque this season. Yeah, like gross stuff happened. Cronenbergy. Yep. Yeah, it, it, and it was also like scary. It, it, yeah. it had its scary moments. The monster was big and bad again, just yep. like it was in season one. Um, yeah. So major props to like its scary side. Uh, I loved Eleven and uh, what's her name, the Max. Max. I love Eleven and Max's relationship in this yeah. season. Um, I love their like manipulative. Like we don't need no man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that. I'm just um, a different species. Loved that too. <laughs> Thought that was great. Um, yeah. Uh, so much going for it. Um, my problems are. F- few okay but, but big yeah for sure like i have big issues with i have season. some big big issues um, hopper being one of them um i i i think hopper i really wish they didn't do that like post-credit thing yeah so that at least we could have pretended that he was dead for a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but it's like when did he become the terminator well it, it's mentioned well, that he had military training yeah 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 well, he he's a stand-in for Indiana Jones. Sure. That's like yeah. Hopper's purpose throughout sure. the series. He's a stand-in for Indiana Jones. That's why he wears that brimmed hat, large brimmed yeah. hat. Um, and I've only seen Crystal Skull, so. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I feel like walking out right now. <laughs> now you Holy know how I feel. Holy shit. Now, now you know how I feel every time uh, you bring up. Uh, M. Night's Avatar. You said it this time. I'm not. I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I I only saw Crystal Skull with my cousins, and I didn't really watch, to be honest with you. I, it's there was not like a an good alien one. It's at not. Some point, no, it's it's a trash like Indiana big Jones. Spiders. It's a trash no, big Indiana ants, Jones. Right? Big yeah. ass ants. Yeah. That ate that one dude. Yeah. It's a trash Indiana Jones film. Yeah. That uh, one should one be seen. erased from the canon. That's all I've seen. Yeah. So anyway, so I don't, I can't really, I, I didn't spot gotcha, that out gotcha, that he was gotcha. an Indiana Jones type character. Um, he, yeah, and I would agree with that. Uh, my big problem with Hopper, uh, and my big big problem with this series or the season overall, 
um, is Hopper wasn't Hopper. Yeah, no, he totally... He's not the same character that he's been in the same two. Like, people point out to the fact that, like, well, he's still an angry giant man. I was like, no, but he's not... Yeah, he's not... There was a big difference in the way that he played Hopper in this season versus previous seasons. He was more playing a character of Hopper than right, who Hopper totally. Because really they're like, it, it felt similar because he was like still like totally a dad with Eleven. Yeah, and I loved that he was like trying to break through to Mike. Yeah, and then was just like, if you t- if you get around her like that, that was like good. Hopper. That, that was Hopper. Like Hopper. Yeah, but all the stuff with him and Joyce was yeah, like that did was not weird. It didn't land. Yeah, it felt more of a playing a cheesy camp comedy, like yeah. camp horror comedy yeah. type thing, versus playing like. A very like tropey homage and and uh, nostalgia type totally. thing that the previous two seasons have done. Yeah, but it almost seems like someone told someone else what Hopper was like. Yes, yes. And then they wrote. Yes. they wrote the character. Yep, like, very it much. Just, so. It was weird. And, Hop- yeah, and my big thing was is there was only a handful of characters that still felt like the same characters. Yeah. And part of it, I'll chalk up with at least the cha- the kid actors in there. They're in an awkward phase right now. Yeah, totally. They're all going through we hormone shifts jump. and stuff like that. Jump. Definitely do. We need to hold off on the next season being like two to three years. Yeah, they look weird. They, yeah. They sound weird. And then we'll get to yeah. the better stuff. Uh, my, uh, my biggest issue this season, I think, thinking about it just right now, because honestly, I didn't have like a ton of issues with it. Mm-hmm. Eleven's powers this season were weird. Yeah, like it kind of is starting to feel like um, I don't know, like Naruto, I guess. Okay. And I've never seen Naruto, but I just no, just the other day watched a video about it, and someone was talking about how inconsistent the powers are mm-hmm. in that, and so it's like there, there's they have communication devices in. Naruto but then he needs to like set up this like crazy mind thing to talk to someone across the world and it's like if you've got these why not just use those yeah so it's like that's kind of how I felt with Eleven this season yeah it was like with the car during the battle for Starcourt yeah she like at the end of episode uh at the end of episode seven she like just totally fucking yoinks that car right across uh-huh. the whole mall. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in episode eight, she's like, let me try and move it. And then she can't. She can't. And she's losing I, her powers, whatever. Well, and, But then like four seconds later, she's removing the thing from her yeah. leg. And she's like screaming and screaming and screaming. And she throws it across. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. She's they all didn't, over the place. They didn't set up the rules very well because it's supposed to play out as if she's kind of drained her powers and she totally, that's fine. And it's fine if they would have done that, if they would have progressively sunk. Yes. But she had these like weird jumps with her power. Yeah. And then they would kind of sink and then they would tank and then they would jump. Yeah. And it it was kind of, well, and here's the, here's the problem with that is that if we want to buy that her, she was overusing her powers in this season, then we needed to see that, match up with what happened in season two. Totally. Because her closing the gate the way she did, she was, she was lifting herself up off the ground. She was literally levitating. And then she she closed the wall vagina. Yeah. 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 No no problem. No problem with that. Yeah. Um, and then this season we see her back to using her normal powers going into season one powers, her season one powers and stuff like that, which 
in my mind, would seem like less of a feat than closing a giant interdimensional gate. Yeah, totally. Like, that seems like it'd be something that would drain her powers completely versus, Absolutely. like, throwing right. a car So then, like, the start this season where her having a hard time with her powers. But yes. instead, the first time we see Eleven use her powers is to, like, fool Dustin. Yeah. So it's like, and she's having no problem doing that. Yeah. I almost would have preferred her to have lost her powers in season two, got them back just in time to close the gate. Yeah. And then in this season, she's like learning all the other things that she can do. Yeah. Because she, she, like, telepathy is not her only thing that she's got going for no. her. There's definitely something else in there that she yeah. can do uh, that I'd love to see yeah. in season four that she's like, check out what I can do now. Uh huh. Whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know, but. I don't know. She's a firebender now. Like, yeah. She can shoot fire out of her fingertips. Like, whatever. I don't care. It's just like, define those things. And it's the same problem that I had with season two. And we talked about it in the season two one. It's like, you've the Duffer Brothers have set their ceiling in season one, mm-hmm. and they can't break that. No. And they keep trying to. They keep trying to, and the big problem was, and this is what I tell everybody about it, is I got to give them a little bit of a pass because they did not expect it to go past season one. They I thought can't give season you a pass one. I can to an extent because it's Netflix renewing sure. the show. Because if Duffer Brothers don't do it, somebody else would take the take the reins. Yeah, somebody else would be the showrunner for right. it. And I feel comfortable enough because like there was some good stuff in season two, even though it's probably my least favorite. Yeah, there was plenty of good stuff in season three. Um, it's mostly do with the character relationships. The characters, Steve are so good. and Dustin, are still my Amazing. favorite thing of the Amazing entire series. Characters. Yeah. Um, and, and I love the addition of Robin. I don't. Yes. I don't care too much that she's gay. I didn't think that that was necessary. I could care less whether she's gay or not. The problem that I have with it is that they really tried to, to hide the fact until they revealed it. Yeah. Um. In that totally. last episode, because there are a few times where you're like, "Oh, she's totally into him." Yeah. You know what I mean? They totally played it a whole different way, and yeah. I was like, "I was like, ah, this just." That's cheap. You didn't do anything that yeah, was like... give us like, one moment between her and another girl that's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I like that... The, I, I want to see them become like close friends. Yes. The two of them. Yes. Somebody their that's dynamic more, is amazing. I love their dynamic. It's yeah. more age appropriate than him and Dustin. Totally. Um, I think it'd be a good exploration in season three to see what season Dustin four. and Steve are separately from each yeah. other. Like I'd see like if there's to see like them some problem apart. with that. Yes. Because I'd love to see like them bicker about that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. be all sad because Steve's hanging out with Robin now all yep. the time. And so yep. I'd love to see that. That'd be yep. cool. Um, um But like if it was somebody else in there, I don't think that they'd be a handle of that character those yeah, character moments as well. Sense. Um but yeah, they didn't expect it to go past season one. Sure. And uh the fact that Netflix renewed them initially for five seasons. Was now it's four. Like, it's now to four. Yeah. So um, the, if they want to do the story proper, they got to do a time jump. Sure. And I, 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 I agree with you there that like they probably weren't expecting the show. They, were, they may not have been expecting a second season. What I can guarantee you they weren't anticipating was how much of a phenomenon yeah. Stranger Things would become because For Stranger sure. Things is like, that's going down history. Now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's a huge property yeah that these two guys are all of a sudden responsible for yeah so i definitely understand like a little bobble but it's like i just i feel like if they had then reversed it with season three and been like okay let's make this a much more personal season Mm -hmm. for sure yeah but like i feel like they were trying that 
and it worked in some senses, but then you still have this like end of the universe and you've got Russians all of a sudden and you've got like, like Steve and Dustin just happen upon Russians. And like, I love that because it's funny. It's funny, but it also feels a little out of place, but I understand understand the reason why they're doing it is because a during the eighties, Russians were always the bad guys because of the cold war. Totally. And then they're also doing a rip on, uh, not a rip, but homage to red Dawn, which is a fantastic fucking movie. Right. But in that sense, like I haven't seen red Dawn. Yeah. So that homage is wasted on me and a lot of other young people who are seeing the show for the first time and who weren't around in the eighties. You know what I mean? And so like that to me is like a, that's a cheap reason yeah. to make me suspend so much disbelief. But but the show is not necessarily intended for you. Totally fair. I'll take that. It's intended for my generation. I'll take that for, for sure. sure. Yeah, my absolutely. generation and older. Okay. Um. So you got to keep that in sure. mind. Like yeah, that's why that's some fair. of the references. Like when I said Cronenberg, do you know? Do you understand what that? No, means? No, that, that went over my head. So Cronenberg was the style of monster that they used. How the uh, mind flare like took all those pieces of people and the rats and turned yeah. in this like God awful looking monstrosity. So Cronenberg was famous back in the eighties for creating monsters like that. His big, big one was in uh 1980s, the thing okay, um, yeah, where yeah. basically yeah. I, I'm sure that you haven't seen that movie. If you I haven't, haven't seen, but I've seen, you've seen footage yeah, and stuff I've like that from the it. thing. So Cronenberg was the one that did that gotcha. monster design, that puppeteering and gotcha. stuff. So the mind flare in, the real world is, is supposed to be representing like represent cool. okay. sure, sure. So it's definitely meant for people that watch these right, 80s movies right. and they'll understand those that's references. Fair. That's fair. Okay, so in that respect, then I kind of redact my statement of like, that's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, right, for someone like me who is watching that show is like, okay. Yeah. That's cute. Well, they went really thick. Like, they put too many homages that were a big part of the story instead of like just doing little ones here and there. Yeah. I don't mind the Cronenberg, the thing type stuff, but when they threw in the, the Terminator, they right. threw in red Dawn, they threw in poltergeist. Uh, sure. they threw in like essentially like, uh, 11's a carry, uh, Stephen King. Oh, okay. uh, type Character. She's got all these psionic abilities and stuff like that. She's, but a, she's not bullied. Wasn't Carrie bullied? She was. She like got pigs blood yeah, yeah, dumped yeah. on her. Yeah. yeah. Or Christine's another one too. Yeah. Um so but there's all these references and stuff like that. And it takes so much they're trying to put so much in to have enough story, it's like kind of like breaks it up too much. Right. Like I think the Russians were a little bit too much, even though I understand why they did it. I felt it felt really ridiculous the fact that these Russian soldiers are all in Russian garb and stuff like that. And they're trying to keep secret right. on state soil. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it felt a little off. To right. Me. And also like, I, I don't know. And but... Terminator dude is carrying a gun right in the open in the carnival during the carnival. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird. And then he just like straight up shoots, uh, Alexi, Alexi. Yep. Uh, just right. And like, uh, uh, the other guy is like screaming at Alexi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one's, and nobody's, nobody's noticing. There's a lot like that. That's like a little much for suspending disbelief in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that stops it from being a 10 for me this season. Uh, it's definitely not a 10 for me. No, I'd put it in the seven, eight range for yeah. me. Cause it was thoroughly enjoyable. Even yeah. though the fact that like 
the characters didn't fully seem the same. Like Lucas felt like a different version. He of did. Lucas. Yes. Yeah. Will was another. It was but a they wet are blanket growing again. up, and that's know? that's why I'm okay. And with also, it to an extent. okay, let's talk about Will because he's useless if as a character. He's like yes. he's like he's like uh, Rickon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yep. little baby Rickon. He's like, oh, that's still a guy. Like, why yeah. is he here still? Yep. Kill him. Yeah. He needs to die. Will is there's no use to the story except for the fact that he's he's a connection. He's a connection and he's also the thing that motivates Joyce to do what she does. Sure, which is fair. Um and But was, I mean you can motivate Joyce through avenging her son's yes, death by yeah. like that might even be more believable mm-hmm. that like her son's dead and maybe she still believes he's in the upside down, so she's still got this like yeah, weird yeah, fascination yeah. with yeah. it. Um but outside of season one and a little bit of season two, because he had he had some stuff going on for him in season two. But now he's like he's not being taken into the upside down yeah. anymore. So it's like you you need either way more character development now, uh-huh. or you need to die. Yep. And here, Joyce and L are the only two characters that I felt like were the same ones from previous seasons. Sure. Totally. Because um, Eleven's still Eleven. She's grown up, up, and she's kind of like yep. figuring out how to be a human, yep. but she's still Eleven for yep. sure. And Joyce is still and Joyce is still batshit crazy. Batshit yes. crazy. But also, like, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, like, uh, one of the storylines in this season that I really was like, fuck off, is the Jonathan-Nancy storyline. Like, their yeah. whole storyline was just, like, dog shit, in my opinion. Totally. Um, part of it was because... That was the one part that I felt like they're trying to check a box with, with Nancy's story being yeah. like this, uh, empowering, this yeah. empowering women and stuff like but that. But then that fizzles out because the two it guys does. get uh, mummified. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. But I also have a complaint with Nancy because all her complaining and stuff like that was uh, undeserved necessarily. I get it. Like, being treated like in the eighties workplace for women in the eighties sucky, sucky. Like yeah. they get shit on by guys all the time. They think that all they're good for is grabbing coffee and donuts. That's yeah. all they're good for. I get that. I'm totally on board with that. But her complaining about not being the person that's breaking these big stories for a paper is just like complete horseshit. She's a fucking intern yeah. for the first totally. summer in yeah. a job. And you're expecting to come in and, and be straight to the top. Run straight to the and top. And that would have been a really cool character development for her to realize that that's not how yeah. the real world works. Yes. Yeah. But instead, again, they, they, they yeah. kind of took an SJW turn with it. Yeah. But then they didn't because it, how did she rise above that? Yeah. She um, didn't, you know what I mean? But I would say that Joyce is the more true representation of a strong female Absolutely. in this series. Absolutely. Overall, like totally. over the last I'll take three se- or yeah. last three seasons, she is she's shown to be like a more powerful woman. Yes, she does come off as neurotic and crazy and batshit and stuff, but also when she goes to Hopper initially in the first season like worrying about her son, Everybody kind of pushes her off to the side. And she's yeah. like, she says, well, fuck you. If you're not right. going to help me, I'll help myself. I'll help myself. Yeah. And she's the one that pushes and the line. And she does. And she does. Yeah. She did that in all totally. three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's the one that goes to Hopper and, or like notices that something's wrong and like forces Hopper to actually do something about yeah. it in the third season. Totally. Um, So that, that should be where they put their focus on the social warrior type stuff. In this it, season, sure. If they want, that's another to do problem that. that I had. Um, the the characters' reluctance to believe joy. 
yeah. Joyce again. Yeah. Is like She's already proved herself right two twice. times. <laughs> and each time the world has almost ended. Yeah. yeah. And Hopper's still like, Oh, you're just you're just crazy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's all over. It's all done. It's like, dude, you don't think for a second that maybe you should at least check this out. Yeah. Like her son has literally been teleported to an alternate dimension yeah. and you're gonna just like pass that yeah. off. Yeah. It's like that to me kinda made me mad. Yeah. It was like, all right. Do I do I really have to just like sit by and take this? That was another problem that I had with Chernobyl too, was that everyone had like English and Scottish accents. Oh, they did that on purpose. It was purposeful. Why? Because they didn't want because when it comes to uh Russian accents, people automatically go to uh an extreme. Like people that aren't actually Russian, they go to the extreme so ridiculous. Take the time to do the language. They just didn't have the time or the money. That for, really like, do I don't want to so. like jump back into yeah. Chernobyl, but that was like a small thing for me that I had heard in a podcast talking about Chernobyl that it was like they they said it they they said it bugged them for like ten minutes and then they got over it. That for me stuck stu- stuck with me. Yeah, through to the end, it didn't bother me at all. So. Where I was like seeing the Americans. Have you ever seen the Americans? Yeah. No, uh, I haven't. No. So like they had their KGB. Yeah. Uh, it's all about the Cold War. Yep. And they have like these thick American accents. They've like they're sleeper spies, so they have these yeah, American yeah, yeah, accents. Yeah, yeah. But they'll have moments like at at the end of the first season, I that's another show that I really wish was just one season because yeah. it's so perfect in one season. But at the end of the first season, like they start they speak to each other in Russian and it's like so damn convincing and they have to subtitle it. To be fair, I didn't want five episodes of one hours of just reading subtitles the yeah. whole time. Uh, I just go watch an anime for that. Yeah. But at least like some sort of accent that yeah. hints me toward. But they did the same thing in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Like uh-huh. no one had a Swedish fucking accent. <laughs> well, and that was uh, Daniel Fincher, Craig with that a, was Fincher doing uh, making a commentary too. He was doing that on purpose. I don't like that Twitch. I don't like I'm the okay commentary with stuff. I, I'm okay with it to an extent. That's fair. Anyway, back to Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, that was that was frustrating. But, yeah. So uh, so maybe a nine out of ten. Yeah. For me. Maybe a nine out of yeah, ten. Yeah. It was definitely to seven to eight for things. me. Um, as far as where it's going to go in the next seasons and uh, the next season, they need a break. They need a break. They need a, they, they need a Marvel, uh, MCU type yeah. break. Like take a year, take two years. Yeah. Because I mean, I've heard people say this, that they're saying that like, they hope that they do a big time jump where the kids are adults and stuff like that. And granted that'd be the best route for them yeah. to go. Yeah. I don't think that they could pull it off. Because well, I mean, they're no, going to be 18 in, in a year and a half. Yeah, but I'm talking, they want to do kind of a big time Oh, like jump. adult, adult. Like, like 90s like and stuff like that. Like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, or like further along college age sure. type thing. Sure, I don't think that would be a good idea just due to the fact that reason why this movie uh, sparks so much interest is because we love these characters. Yeah. And if it's not Dustin playing Dustin or Steve. Right playing Steve that's gonna quit I wouldn't watch I it. wouldn't watch it totally um and also like I think about scenes like from season eight of Game of Thrones when you have like Arya step into her womanhood mm-hmm. by having sex with Gendry that's like kind of makes you feel violated as yeah, a viewer. yeah 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 and it's like if you age the characters up in a show like Stranger Things that's as like coming of age as it is sex is going to be a thing yeah that's going to have to be discovered if you make the kids 19, 20 years old. Yep. That's just going to be happening. Yep. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's not what I want from Stranger Things. Yeah. So it's like they kind of have to pick up that, that battle. And they can totally make them 18 and ignore that. Yeah. 
and that's fine because um, they still look so damn young at 16, yeah. so I don't think they're going to have any problem being still kind of like de- aging yeah. them down. Yeah. But And I – so if they do a time jump, um, I do think that they're probably going to go in a route of – I want two years. Two years um, yeah. that uh, Hopper will come back. I don't think he's dead. I know. It'd be, he's not. He's a fan favorite of the show. Yeah. Um, so he could be dead. And one of the reasons why I think that he's not dead is two reasons. We didn't see him actually die. And the post credit. And the post, well, the post credit could be a miss, uh, misdirection. Fair. Totally. Um, I heard a couple just, of they, they just called him ideas. the American the so American. many times. So I think that's a misdirection. Um, one of the things that I think that, so one of the two reasons why I think that Hopper's not dead is because we didn't actually see his body afterwards. Yeah. The other reason why too, is if you look at that last frame right before the key explodes, they're ca- taking it from the point of view of the gate. Oh, sure. And so he went into the, we're looking at anything. the platform. We're looking at the platform and where Hopper's supposed to be. He's, he's not. not there. Sure. So I think he jumped in the gate or before or right when it exploded, he got forced into the gate. Sure. So I think he's in an upside down somewhere. That's cool. And then L's going to have to bring him out. Like go save him and, and open the gate fucking Yeah, again. yeah. Well, they had a clever uh, thing in the uh, way that they uh, did it where they were doing the voiceover him reading the letter to L when she's moving out. Yeah. Um, It's super emotional, super heartfelt. Yeah. Um, and then. That hit me hard. Yeah. Oh, it did me that too. That hit me hard. Uh, the last line that he says in there, he says, and if you could, for your dear old dad, keep the, leave, door, keep the door open three ah. inches. And I think that that's a nice little plant sure. for them saying like, L, open up the door open three the door. inches. Sure. Just open it up a little bit. Enough so I can to get Hopper. Through. Yep. That's clever. So I think that was. and Well I, done. Well yeah. done with that. Yeah. Very I nice. really was yeah. intrigued by that. Um, I think that the American in there. Could it actually be Lexi? Alexi. He's dead. He might not be. Because ah. one of the things that people get wrong in Hollywood all the time is how long it takes somebody to actually die sure. from anything. Like you see Especially somebody getting like strangled. Two bu- bullets to the chest. Or well, he only stomach. had one. One. That's He was fair. only shot once. And it was in the stomach. It was in the stomach area. So when people are strangled on screen, it's like. They're strangling for a few they seconds. They struggle, they struggle, and struggle, then they're just they immediately limp, limp. And then they're dead. Well, in real life, it takes you at least, it takes you over four minutes to strangle time. somebody. Yeah. Down. And they'll go limp. Yeah. But they're just passed out. Right. Because the airway is obstructed. If you stop, not the airway break. is now unobstructed. <laughs> if you're unobstructed, yeah. they start breathing again. Yeah. So same thing with gunshot wounds. Like, unless you shoot them in the head or the heart, it's actually going to take them a while totally. to die. And again, like in the head, just right. Yeah. Because people get shot in the head and live. Yep. So. So I think that there's a possibility that he's alive. The Russians came back through, picked him up because they want to rebuild the key. Sure. He's actually sitting in the Russian prison. Yep. So they could like season four, they could like fake feed him to the Jimmy Gorgon. And then. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, there you have it. That was two hours. Two hours. Two hour long Holy hell. That's crazy. Well, this, Which is probably what they're going to be like if we yeah, keep doing them this yep, infrequent. Yep. Because, um, like, the longer we wait, the more we have to say. Yes. So it's like, yeah. We come back from such a long break, and we're just, like, kind of antsy to chat. But, yep. Um, any final thoughts? No final thoughts, except for, like, uh, there's some nerdy stuff coming out that 
I'm really stoked about like on TV and movies Watchmen. and stuff like that. So when that comes out, I'm excited for that. Yep. Righteous Gemstones is next yep. month too. I'm excited for that. That looks super funny. Um, I'm so excited for that. That's, that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, that's that's mine too. I yeah. want to see. I want to watch Gentleman Jack. I haven't seen that yet. It looks okay. it looks intriguing. Uh, um, and Peaky Blinders. It's Peaky pretty Blinders? good. It, the first season was good, but it's super slow. I'm okay with it's that. It's a slow, I'm but totally you okay like the that. slow stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that's it what for us. What are you excited for? Well, uh, we talked boys, about it earlier. Yeah, yeah. The boys for sure. Um, I'm excited for uh, Jane Slant Bob uh, reboot. Yeah. Um, God dang it. What's coming out in October? There was something coming out in October I was really stoked about. Um, yeah. Mutants. <laughs> no. Yeah, if if only, <laughs> if only. Ah, uh, I just want to see it, even though it might be bad. Yeah, I was gonna say sorry to disappoint you there. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it for us this week. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at KN Nerds. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash No Nothing Nerds, or just search No Nothing Nerds, and then you could Gmail us at Gmail or No Nothing Nerds at gmail.com. Uh, share us with all your friends, please do. Cause we want to hear your complaints. And, uh, also I need to find out what Mysterio's real name is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so Carson, if you want to be, if you'd be so kind <laughs> as updating us on yes, Facebook that'd be, page, that'd be appreciated. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear that. Uh, if you have any topics that you want us to explore, uh, hit us up on any of the social medias. We will literally look into anything that you want. Pretty us much, to. yeah. Um, we do have a couple things that I'm going to wait to talk about until a future episode because I haven't even had a chance to talk to Luke about exploring these. Oh my! Um, but we have a couple of uh, audience uh, uh, recommendations for stuff that we can look into um, in the future. So sweet. So that's it for us. We'll talk to you next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye bye.